Welcome to the My Favorite Sister podcast. We're two 30-something sisters trying to keep in touch from across the world. That's Sarah. She's a younger one and lives in England. And that's Elizabeth. She's the older one and lives in Los Angeles. And we're here to help you procrastinate. So sit back and enjoy whatever random discussion we decide to have this week. Everybody, welcome back to the My Favorite Sister podcast. Welcome back. Sunday. It's, you know, I don't know. I don't know what the weather is there, but here it's like, <laughs> I think we might be finally starting to get to fall, but I don't know though. It's It's been up and down. Yeah. Same here, but now it's like almost dark already because it's starting to get dark. I know. Dark I don't now. like that. I hate it. It's like seven. I hate I know, it. Like making me sleepy maybe it's a good thing <laughs> circadian rhythm can be in order or whatever maybe Ex- yeah except after like not doing it the whole of this month and i was doing so well in august trying to like you know get back to getting up at six so that i can go to like yoga class at six fifteen. um and it was much easier to do that in the summer when it was sunny at six fifteen. but now it's dark yeah. until much later sure. than that. So it is the class is called Sunrise Yoga and I was like, LOL, in the summer the sun rises at four thirty and the gym's not even open yet. But now it will be sunrise yoga. It will so. be oh, I need to get back into yoga. I feel like I was doing really doing a lot of it for a long yeah. time and then I kind of just fell off because yeah. my favorite teacher moved and stopped doing classes and whatever. Yeah. It's kind of newer to our gym like having the early morning classes because they really cater to the like retiree crowd um normally in those sorts of classes and they're at like 11 a.m but i think there's a few like new younger instructors and so now they have these early morning classes that i think there's always like a core group of like five or six you know people that go mm-hmm. so it's like worth it and then you have because i'm like there's some of us that i would prefer if it was at 7 15 but i can make it work i think it's nice I f- <laughs> or like even 6 45 because i could get up at 6 15 seems a lot easier to get do than getting up at like 5 I feel like, so. at least the gym's closed, but I was going to say, I feel like yeah, pre-COVID, I, I always had trouble finding early morning workout classes. Um, mm-hmm. LA's just not an early town, so I don't know what that's about. I haven't even looked around. Yeah, it's so crazy. No, I don't even know. What... I mean, our gym's not necessarily that big, but yeah, it's hard to find the early morning ones. And it's like, I just don't want to go anymore. Well, it's not like where we grew so. up, you know, and... Northern Virginia, because everyone's up so early, so you, of course you can find, like, yeah. the early morning classes, so. Yeah, like, 4.30 yeah. and stuff for crazy people. Yeah, no, thank you. I can't. <laughs> I mean, I was up at 4.30 this well, morning, but not by choice, by just yuck. my body decided to wake up at, like, 3, <laughs> and then I, I always have that thing where you wake up and your mind starts, like, sometimes, not all the time, but a lot of times my mind will be like, here's this thing. You want to think about this thing that has bothered you? For like 10 years, I'm going to tell you about it right now in your brain. You're going to think about it <laughs> unless you can somehow like, so usually what I do now, lately I've just been putting like one earbud and like putting on some podcast or something to like yep. lull me back to sleep sure. and be like, shh, shh, you don't need to think <laughs> about that. Stop thinking about that. It's a perfect strategy. I support yeah. it. Um, I mean, I probably am also tired because I was like, oh no, I'm not going to finish the show in time for the podcast and then i got sucked in i know it was like, like 2 a.m and i i was like four and a half episodes deep i was like oh i guess i should go to sleep 
I was like, I honestly didn't realize when it ticked from like midnight to like one, I did not realize. You're like, whoops. Um, well, good. I'm glad yeah, you finished it because I was like, I really want to talk about it. With time to spare. With, With time, time to, to spare. spare. I had, like, an hour and a half to spare. Yeah, time to spare. Um, well, before we get into that, because I am excited to talk about it. I'll say excited and kind of sad, honestly. Like, I don't want it to be over, but um, for those of who missed the last episode, we did tell you what we are going to watch. We are going to watch Sex Education Season 4, last and final season tier. Um, but before we get into that, any other... What's been going on? Like... Nothing. Nothing's been going on here. I feel like just... I don't know. Sometimes the time just flies, but I feel like you had lots of fun more recently yeah because it was like i came back from scotland and then you jet set it off to las, las vegas, vegas baby vegas i baby. took a whole 37 minute flight to las vegas <laughs> um i mean that's almost how, that's almost the length of our flight to um glasgow uh, don't even tell like me that that's annoying <laughs> i guess that's me going to vegas we were on the plane for a lot longer than that because you know EasyJet and ryanair is always like 40 minutes delayed and then on the plane 30 more minutes delayed but the actual flying time yeah i know i short. do like flying out of I, we have a little airport here for those who aren't familiar with it like burbank airport's a small guy and it's like i can be from like house or apartment to like gate and like <laughs> on a good day probably like 30 minutes Oh, that's nice. Um, and then, anyways, I used to like it when I, I'd fly out of there. I used to fly out of there a lot for work. And I used to love it because I could just valet. They have a valet, so I just valet my car because I wasn't paying for it. Just basically, you know, like, yeah, throw my over. keys and be like, I'll be back later. <laughs> Doesn't matter. <laughs> then I could cut down that time, you know, because then I actually have, like, parking or whatever. Sure. Anyways, um, yeah, so went to Vegas and uh, met up with our mom, and we were there to, you know, have some fun, but also see Adele, which was the big, you know, thing we went for. Um, apparently, by the time we sat down, we had some people sit down next to us, and they're like, you didn't sell these tickets? Because apparently they were going for, like, I mean, he showed us, like, this ticket master at that point for four tickets, maybe in, like, the section in front of us, for, like, $30,000. What the yeah. fuck? I was like, first of all, like, I love Adele, but, like, who's paying for that? Like, who's paying for that when she's doing, like, you know, a whole residency and there's, like, tons yeah. of show off? That's yeah. nuts. That's insane. But I was like, we could have just made a profit, baby, and, I don't know, skip the show, I guess. But I'm glad we did not do that because it was amazing. Um, but, yeah, we had we had so much fun and we did some food tours, um, which were really good, which, you know, obviously we've talked about a lot on this podcast. We're a big fan of. Yep. Love and um, I think it was mom's first one. So I think she enjoyed it. Um, lots of great food. We did one on the strip and one in like the old downtown, the like basically the original strip. That's cool. What kind of stuff was? Let's see the food. The first one was like, I mean, the the one on the strip is like a little more high end because it's just like you know fancy restaurants like in all the hotels. So we did like it was like a sushi place. Let me think. Then like a place that was kind of like fusiony. Like it had the four things we ate were like a goat cheese croquette, a bacon wrapped date, a like pig's ear papaya salad, and then like a hamachi crispy rice thing i don't know they're all good um and then where do we go 
we went to this Greek place, which I had actually been to before on a different food tour, but they, like, moved. Like, because I'm sitting there, and I'm like, I have been in this rush. Like, I've eaten this food. <laughs> You're like, deja But, like, the restaurant <laughs> is not right. Because, like, they used to have an outdoor. So I asked the guy, I was like, did this used to be somewhere else? He's like, yeah, it actually used to be in Co- the Cosmo, and now it's in um, Venetian or something. Really good. Excellent. And... Oh, if anyone's going to Vegas, I'll just name the restaurants that I can remember so you can go. One, the first one is Sushi, I can't even say it, Sushi Samba. Um, the second one, I don't remember the name of that one. Um, the third one's Milos, which was the Greek place. Um, I'm annoyed that I can't remember the second one. I feel like I probably have a picture of it somewhere. And then the last place we went was um, Hardeen, like... So, basically, you know, garden in French or whatever, which was, like, a, for dessert. I um, ate so much dessert. It was, like, a cheesecake. Uh, <laughs> then they brought out this thing that looked like a flower pot that was basically, like, a chocolate cake with, like, raspberry. It was really good. And I'm not a big, like, chocolate cake type yummy. person, but if you add, like, a fruity Yum. filling in there or whatever, love it. They did, like, an apple pie, and then it was, like, someone's birthday that we, like, kind of befriended. So she got this, like, special little bonbon thing that she split up and, like, shared with us. So got a lot of that food tour. That food tour was a lot. And great yeah. cocktails, too. I didn't mention that because we got the drink package, obviously. Drink package? Had to in Vegas. Yeah, of course. And then on the nice. downtown so one, cake. we did, like, no. I don't think I'm going to remember any of the places. That one, the first one was, like, Carson Kitchen. I remember that because we met there. And it was, like, chicken skins with, like, a hot honey um that one had a bunch of stuff it was like oh you would have liked it it was like a shrimp thing that like mm. there's some other shrimp yeah. thing that i feel like we had too which i ate and i was like all right <laughs> i was like i'll eat the shrimp stuff yeah i feel like my fa- i feel like my favorite thing on the um stockholm food tour we did was like their like traditional like shrimp salad thing which i'm not normally super into but it was just so good when we had it and i was like wanted more of it but we couldn't like we'd never then went to eat anywhere that had it i was like yeah. dang it <laughs> um no the shrimp things i ate were good they were more like kind of a battered shrimp with like a sauce on it so it's like i couldn't to me yeah. the shrimp thing i don't like is like the texture of it so it's like i couldn't really the texture wasn't <laughs> so i was like it's fine um let's see we ate at um I'm trying to think like where we all ate at the second one I'm, like losing oh we went to a mexican place which was really good and oh funny enough there was some British people on the second food tour. And so, like, while I was, like, sitting across, her mom and I were, like, sitting across Oh, my God. I can, I think we, like. I can only imagine the pronunciations. Heard like, the accent. No. And my mom's like, oh, you're, are you from England or whatever? And they're like, yeah. And we're from, I forget where they said. I think kind of near Manchester, honestly. She's like, oh, my. Okay, yeah. You know, obviously, talked about you and Jack and stuff. And I think the, yeah. the mom on there and was, like, kind of grew up near where, like, you guys live now or something like so anyways but she so they had like an elote kind of style corn and it was really good though it was like one of the better ones i've ever had and she was just like oh my gosh this corn is like (laughs) we do not have corn like this in england i don't know what's the corn situation i feel like i need to ask do you guys have corn (laughs) you know it's so funny the fact that you asked about corn because like i'm so so here they call it sweet corn like if you if you ask for corn they're gonna think that you're asking for like there's a vegetarian brand called corn like q-u-o-r-n um and oh yeah like, i've seen that pa- like soy patties and stuff but anyway so it's like sweet corn is corn on the cob like yellow corn like we think 
And it's so funny you say this because literally just yesterday, or uh, oh, I'm British now, I should say literally yesterday, we were <laughs> talking about corn because I feel like right now I'm in my like corn and rice era. So we've been having a lot of corn and rice <laughs> mm. with meals. <clears throat> but usually we buy, I tried, I've tried all the corns in the store and the best one is just the generic store brand, but in the cans because um, they clearly it's like they're probably blanching the corn mm-hmm. or whatever. So it's not very tough on the outside. But for some reason, they stopped selling the big cans, and they have these little tiny ones. And I was like, we can't order, like, ten little tiny cans of corn. <laughs> They're basically <laughs> like crazy. We, like, how much corn we need, and it's because it's, like, 65 cents a can, and it's, like, ten of them. It's like, okay, that's, like, a lot. Whereas I could get the same equivalent of corn frozen for, like, a buck, like, versus 650. So I was like, okay, we're going to buy a bag of frozen. I like the frozen. They have regular corn frozen. And then sweet corn frozen. And I was like, okay, well, I'll try, like, the sweet corn. It's more expensive. Like, it better it better be better. It, like, is and it isn't. It's good if you, like, roast it and cook it a lot. Um, but just, like, lightly cooking it and, like, putting it in, like, a pasta salad or something like that. It's kind of tough on the outside. But <laughs> the way we were talking about corn is because Jack and I went to, like, a cookout last weekend. And we'd had, like cooked out all these kebabs and burgers and sausages whatever and then like an hour later they're like oh wait we have vegetables too (laughs) (laughs) so then it was just like a random like does anyone want like some corn like but i'm confused um, is the corn like not as good as the corn we have no i mean no it's a different it's a different guys i mean there's like hundreds of different types of corn so no like the corn that we would buy even just generic in the american grocery store obviously like summer corn you know, it's, like, so good, and you could, it's, like, candy, you can, like, eat it without even cooking it, but, yeah, like, basic corn, like, you can't, maybe at a fancy, like, farm shop place, you could get corn in the husk, but that's, like, not a thing here, so you can buy corn on the cob all year round, but it's just a different, like, strain of corn, because they don't grow as much corn here. So we win on corn. <laughs> yeah. So when we say, we not might, might not be best at everything, but we're best at corn. Best at corn. Oh, a hundred percent. Like, it's definitely, you know, I talk about these Facebook groups I'm in with Americans, and it's always, like, pickles and Cheetos and whatever, and corn is in every summer. It's always one of the hot topics. Because yes. it's like, you know, we were at this cookout, and I was just like, um, I was like, do we need some, like, I was like, I don't know about grilling these, like, they cut the cobs into little, like, what I would call, like, toddler-sized yeah. pieces. <laughs> like, at the store, they just sell them already kind of chopped up. Yeah. I was like, it's not, like, in the husk or, like, in foil with a ton of butter and, like, cotija cheese. <laughs> like, I'm like, you like, can I make this better. how this is going to go. You can make it taste yeah. better. I was like, I'm not just going to eat. I was like, I can't just eat plain grilled corn. Like, I need no, you the butter and salt or, or something. But it's funny that you say you guys had the elote corn because I made, like, a baked chicken and corn and rice dish the other week. And it was, like, based, like a spin on that. And it was quite good. But... The better, even better. I have more corn content. Oh okay, this, this podcast is turned into a corn podcast. <laughs> it's a corn cast. Hey, wait, where's that? Um, what's that TikTok song that was popular? It's corn. It's corn. <laughs> <laughs> Big juicy nuts. Got juice. Um, yeah, something. It's a beautiful thing. It's it, a beautiful it really thing. Is. Um, <laughs> um, either yesterday or Friday, we were somehow corn on the cob came up we must have been watching something on tv and it was like corn and then we're talking about you know grilled corn or whatever i don't know maybe we're making the grocery list and like ordering corn for a recipe this week 
And then Jack was like, oh, that reminds me. The other day at work, so like the day before in his office, they get provided lunches. He was like, on the side of lunch was the little, you know, things of corn. And I was like, oh, like, he was like, and people were like trying to eat it and like couldn't figure it out. And I was like, what do you mean couldn't figure it out? He's like, I just felt so smart when I realized that you could like turn the corn on its side and slice the (laughs) kernels off the cow. Well, first of all, why can't you just eat it? Because, because I, because he was like, oh, because, oh. Because he said he wanted to add corn as a side for something. And I was like, oh, like, like on the cob or off the cob? He's like, no, I don't like it on the cob. Ah, I was like, okay. yeah, that's fair. And then that reminded him of how they served corn on the cob at work. And he's like, I felt so, he was like, I felt so smart. And I was just like, I literally looked at him like, are you fucking kidding me right now? <laughs> that's like a skill that a child in America learns. <laughs> I literally said that. First of all, you take your little corn stabber, you put it at the top, and then you hold it. <laughs> Like, <laughs> I'm gonna have to like tone down my cackling in the audio edit right now. I literally turned to him and I was like, I was like, there's three things that all American children learn how to do, and cutting corn off the cob is the third one. <laughs> what are the first two? I'm curious. I don't remember what we said. He said some. I don't remember what he said. The first one jokingly was, and then the I don't. You know, we just joked. We're like, it's something do. Oh, he was like, oh, it was like the Pledge of Allegiance. I was like, yeah, probably. I do like that. Um, it was just, I was, because he said, he was like, yeah, and then I was, he was like, I was looking around and, like, my people were sitting there trying to, like, cut the corn and I was like, are you, I was like, you're, I was like, you're lying to me. I was like, a whole building filled with Cambridge PhDs, they're sitting there trying to horizontally cut a piece of corn on the cob with probably, like, a bamboo knife. Yeah, I mean, oh, man. Uh, it was the funniest thing. I think thing on TikTok, that. Americans get a lot of shit for things and how we're dummies, but... Like, I wish I had that on TikTok. Like, oh my god, that was so funny. Um, But yeah, I literally, I was like, are you kidding me? He's like, no. I was like, you've never done that before? He's like, no. <laughs> I was like, haven't you? I was like, on every cookie show we watch where they have a whole thing of corn, they're always like, I was like, you know what? They put it in a bunt pan and then they cut it and then it collects the kernels. Genius. Mm. So, you know. I might not have a PhD, but I have smarts. Yeah. Well, anyways, I wasn't convinced. I wasn't sure if she, like, liked the corn because of, like, everything that was on it or it was, like, just the corn because I was like, well, yeah. Probably both, honestly. But I was like, you realize, though, that, like, not all the corn in America. I just want to be clear about that. Like, this is very good. (laughs) But we had, like, enchiladas, which were really tasty. Oh, there was, like, queso fundido, which I'm, like, an okay fan of. I feel like I just prefer, like, regular queso myself, but... Sure. All the British people I like love K- that. Yeah, <laughs> love it. You can, we have gone to some, you know, there's a lot of chain restaurants here that do queso fundido for some reason. And I'm like, I'm not about to get like queso fundido like at a pub. Mm-hmm. But they always have like chorizo and stuff in them. Yeah, that was, this one did want. as well. Yeah. Sometimes it's good. Sometimes I don't want that. But I, it's like, I like queso for being queso. But sometimes like as just a meal, I'll be like, I just want queso fundido. Yeah, like, I mean, fair. Just melted cheese. And then it had really good tortillas and then like... <laughs> good really good enchilada so i feel like the brits were really digging the uh mexican place on the food tour and i was too it was pretty good i have to admit um yeah and then we went to a place we went to a bar and just got like drink and then we went to a place where they had like an irish flag at the top and he's like but it's not irish right. food it was like okay that's kind of weird <laughs> but all right Random. and it was like a cornish uh pasty is that how you say it like, I always feel like I want to say, like, yeah, it's past. It, 
the way I remember it, you know, there's actually, um, you know, the Cat Who books. There's actually one in that involves pasties. Hmm. <laughs> so I always remember it from there, but it's like, in my brain, it's pasty rhymes with nasty, uh. which doesn't make sense. No. But yeah, it's pasty, not pasty. Because pasty is like, that would, whatever. But it should be, it should be pasty rhymes with tasty. Like, come on. Yeah, it's fair. <laughs> So, anyways, one of those, and, like, a salad, and, like, some other thing. Oh, like, a gnocchi-type deal. Um, but, anyways, Sounds everything good. really tasty. Um, so, food tours were fun. Obviously, oh, we went to, like, a skincare place, got some fancy skincare. I got told my skin was fresh and rejuvenated for how old I am. <laughs> and it's because I didn't have kids. Because <laughs> the guy was like... How old are you? And I said, how old? I was like, oh, you have really good skin for that. He's like, do you do Botox? I was like, no. And then he's like, do you have kids? And I said, no. He's like, oh, that's why your skin is so good. I was like, so luminous. So luminous. I was like, well, I feel tired. Well, it was funny, though, because I was like, you guys realize I have makeup on, right? Like, I'm not, like, just, like, not a ton, but, like, I had enough to, like, not make me look like a scary, scary monster (laughs) on this food tour that we were just on. Yeah, Casper the Friendly Ghost. Anyways, um, but yeah, we, funny. we had some good dinners, walked around, and then of course we went to the Adele show, which was like, I feel like, I was like, I'm so excited, but like, and the first song played, I feel like I was like, like, she sang hello was the first song, because I mean, like, Ooh. what are you going to do? Of course, you got to open the show with that, That's and then one. it was like, I was like getting chills, and I was like starting to get like emotional, I was like, emotional? Oh my yeah. gosh, I was like, I wasn't expecting it, um... But during the show, I decided, I was like, I really feel like that Adele and I, if ever we were, got a chance to meet in person, we would, like, really get along. And <laughs> at some point during the show, or, like, maybe after the show, I was like, I wonder when her birthday is. I'm just, like, curious when her birthday is. May 5th, baby. So both Tauruses, I was right. We go. totally would there get along. <laughs> We'd be the same way of, like, now I just need to, like, meet her somehow and befriend yeah. her. My dream would be to, like, go to drag brunch or something with her and Alan Carr, who's a British comedian. I love them both. And they both have the same accent and yeah. stuff. So they're friends. So it's, like, yeah. I love it. There's that like, clip she... from a few years ago where she did the, like, tv special concert or whatever and it had all the celebrities there and like emma thompson's in the crowd like she's like super drunk so she's like crying but also like you know dancing shoes off i'm sure but there was one bit where like adele got like really emotional so she had to go off stage and have her um makeup fix so like she was like alan come up here and so he came up (laughs) out of the crowd and just like kept the mic hot for like a few minutes he started singing they started playing a song he started singing it like it's so good I'll send you the clip. I just, I feel like she's, like, around my age. Like, I think she's maybe, like, a year or two younger. Like. Yeah. I just feel like we, I feel like she gets it. I feel like she kind of likes to be a homebody, but also, like, she's got, like, a sarcastic type of, like, humor and obviously, like, British. So self-deprecating and, like, uh, I love her accent. God, I love her accent. Like, what part of England is she from, like, with that accent? Um, I'm trying to remember where is she from. Like, what would that accent be considered, I guess? Where's, where's I think Jack it's with very like expert um, British? I think it's just from, like, a specific, like, area of London, you know? Yeah. I guess that's probably true. Jack would know. <laughs> Tottenham. There you go. Anyways. 
but just it was great um she made like lots of jokes like you know she was like it's not just gonna be because you know she had canceled her shows originally like there's this whole like brouhaha because like she like had scheduled this residency and then like she canceled it like at the last minute and kind of like people had already been there and so like the first couple songs are like her and like a guy on the piano she's like i don't want you to think this is gonna be the entire show like i didn't cancel my shows just so like <laughs> i could be here singing with a piano you know and um so she had some really cool like set pieces and like on set fire to the rain literally there was like rain coming down and then like she set the piano on fire and there was like fire uh, it was pretty cool and cool. she's skyfall which literally i think i saw every phone in the arena go up i bet that one um but yeah i mean she's just like ah so good and like just gives you goosebumps when she sings you know <laughs> and she but she's so funny totally. and like charming like you can't like help but not just like fall in love with her a little bit when she's talking you're like ah, i just want to yeah. be friends with her i love it how do i befriend her and then they she does this thing oh this is the funniest thing so she said she's like my first tour i did like an arena tour and i actually have friends that went to that and she's like i hated it because it's so big like i can't see everybody and like they definitely can't see me it's just like i'm just like a singing stick figure she's like so i really like this format way better but she's like one thing i did take from those tours because i wanted to like create something so i could try to feel closer to the people that were so far away t-shirt cannons she she brought up t-shirt <laughs> cannons and it reminded me of that scene in That's Parks amazing. and Recreation where they're, like, on the campaign and they're, like, we've got our, like, whole yes. thing down. But you know what? It doesn't matter if it goes good or bad because at the end of it, people just want free t-shirts and they got, like, t-shirts. t-shirt cannons or whatever. They're, like, yeah. That's amazing. Anyway, so she, like, has these, like, t-shirt cannons. She's, like, trying to shoot them up into, like, you know, the higher balconies or whatever, That's which so aren't funny. even that bad. Like, I feel like there's no real bad seat yeah. at that place. But she also did a lottery where, like, she would pick a number from, like, whatever the highest balcony was. And you could come, mm-hmm. like, two people got to come down. And so when they, she did it and they came down and the, um, she was, like, asking questions. She's like, oh, I'm sorry. I'm so nosy. I'm not, I'm going to have to try to do the LDA accent. But the girl's like, oh, she just got me gay. She's like, oh, let me see the ring. And then she's like, oh, when are you getting married? And She's like, this Christmas. She's like, already? She's like, oh, when I get married, you're going to come plan my wedding. <laughs> like, <laughs> anyways, she's very charming. Great show. And she didn't have an intermission or anything. She was just pretty much straight singing for like straight through two hours or so. Yeah, that's crazy. I mean, I feel like I do know a lot of Adele songs, obviously. But there's always some artists where you like don't necessarily think you know a lot of their music. And then you like would go see. Oh, I knew every single song that like, maybe one. And you're like, oh, I know all of these. But, well, I know that you listen to like her albums like in full and stuff, which I don't normally do. But it's just she's so, you know, popular yeah. and everything. It's like I would know all of I them. I feel like one I was like, is this on an album? Because like I don't recognize this. So like maybe she's on some new thing she's working on. But um, no, I it was great. I was like, yeah, I loved it. Um... And there were people that had been there, like, multiple times. She's like, who's been here before? Who's that? And, I mean, the tickets aren't cheap, so. Um, but, yeah, loved it. I'm trying to think. It was great. No complaints about that. Um, but, yeah, Vegas was really fun. Thankfully, it wasn't as hot as I thought it was going to be. But, I mean, we were inside most <laughs> of the time, so it wasn't too bad. Was um, but, yeah, and then on the way back, we happened to get to the, excuse me, airport, um, pretty early 
my flight was like supposed to be at like 150 or something and but it kept like getting delayed but then it like was undelayed and I was like all right so there was a southwest flight that was leaving like at like 11 30 or something or something and I was like well it's right next to my gate so I might as well just go up and ask and so I went up and I was like hey just out of curiosity do you have any room on this flight like and they're like doo, 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 doo. and they're like yeah we can fit you and I was like and I didn't even have the last spot because you know how Southwest works where it's like they give you the numbers. Yeah. There were people behind me. Yeah. I was like, how'd that work? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, and I just checked my back because I was like, I assume at this point since I'm in the C like 25 range that I should just like yeah. give you my bag. And then of course, of course, this is how it goes. We get on there. There's like an issue. Oh no, no, no. no. We're, we take off. It's fine. And then we're like about to land. And then all of a sudden the plane starts going back up and you're like thought we were starting to land because it was like five <laughs> minutes to landing and then all of a sudden it's like 20 minutes to landing I'm like okay so i guess like something was blocking the runway so we had to like you know then we land up. so we're already like it's supposed to be like a 40 minute flight right so it's it's yeah. adding on time and then we land and like and now there's emergency vehicles blocking where we need to go i was like I'm like at this rate i should have taken that on the flight i might have gotten even faster <laughs> it was fine and then it took like forever to get an uber but whatever not a big deal. Um, but yeah, it was really fun. Um, but you know, tiring and just getting back to work and blah blah blah. Yeah. So, and then I haven't unpacked until yesterday. I had not unpacked other than just like my toothbrush. <laughs> um, nice. I hadn't done laundry, so it's a big laundry day yesterday. So fun. Yeah, yeah. I spent like four days after Scotland doing various loads of laundry, but it was easy to unpack because I wore. Everything that I packed except for, like, one extra pair of socks and, like, one extra sports Oh, you'll be so proud of me. I took everything Vegas, else I wore. A, ch- a carry-on bag and a backpack. Wow. That's amazing. And there's actually kind of a... Uh, I guess most of the stuff I didn't wear was, like, you know, extra, like, underwear and socks and stuff. And there was, like, maybe, yeah. like, one or two... I think I threw, like, one or two extra tank tops in there just in case I changed my mind or whatever. Something got spilled. But I did pretty good. I was like, Yeah! That is good. But I just dorkily well, I mean, wore least... white sneakers everywhere, you know? I was like, well, yeah, what am I going to do? <laughs> They're on trend. It's fine. I know. I mean, at least they had you on a flight versus when we were coming back from Canada. And it was like, oh, surprise, your oh, yeah. flight was canceled. <laughs> I know. That was a whole... That I just remember crazy. checking in. I was like, um, I might be stuck in Canada, I guess. I, <laughs> I have to live here now. That was now. wild. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was bad. I don't know what happened. The best there. was that they couldn't find another flight. I was like, really? Because I just went on Google Flights and there's another one. Yeah, I know. Um, yeah. Yeah, with Vegas, I was like, if you can't, it's fine. We'll sit in the airport. But I was just like, might as well ask <laughs> if you can squeeze me in, you know? Yeah. That's one that's thing cool. I do. I feel like that's one reason, like, I like Southwest, even though I know they've had lots of problems in the past. I feel like they're, like, a pretty chill. They're like, Yeah. We'll see if we can find you a spot. Like, I feel like you try to do that with United yeah. or Delta or anyone. They'd be like a whole rigmarole yeah. or whatever. Yeah, for sure. Um, But yeah, that was Vegas. And now I'm tired. Um, Just, you know, I still haven't recovered. I feel like because work's just been crazy and whatever. But so this weekend has not been anything fun. It's just been unpacking and laundry and grocery storing and, you know, all the things you don't do when you're traveling and yeah you have to make up for it the best thing we've done honestly is start doing the like click and collect groceries it's so nice not having to go into the grocery store 
I don't I don't mind going to the grocery store. It doesn't necessarily it. save us any it doesn't necessarily save us any time or anything because we obviously still have to do the same meal planning and like, you know, ordering the groceries. That's pretty quick. I mean, so it does. It saves us a lot of time to actually like not have to go into the store. It saves yeah. probably like an hour, but it's like the max they ever charge is two pounds. The cheapest is like twenty five cents. Yeah. <laughs> so I was like, even at the most we're paying like a hundred and four pounds a year for this, it's worth it <laughs> to save all that time and stress because we just got to where we just hated going into the store and it's like I used to love going to the grocery store like Wegmans is great I would go in the mornings and have my cold brew do my little shopping yeah but no these the grocery stores here are just it's madness Mm. yeah I I mean I just like going to Trader Joe's and seeing the new stuff that they have um that's fair I will say though like usually we go on like Saturday or Sunday morning it's usually Saturday and then um it's usually not that crowded. You know, LA's not an early town, so if you get there right when they open, whatever. The only time it's ever been really crowded is when we were supposed to have the hurricane here, and everyone was like, <laughs> I don't even think people were, like, stocking up. I think people just knew it was going to be rainy on Sunday, so they were like, let's go on Saturday because yeah, I don't want to go out in the rain. <laughs> it wasn't like people were like, water! It wasn't like at COVID times when everyone's like, we have yeah. to buy every water bottle and every piece of toilet paper that exists. Um, so then we went yesterday and we were like what's happening because it was really crowded we're like is there another hurricane coming that like we don't know about like it was so weird and it's annoying because it's like Trader Joe's is a small store right and it mostly has the same stuff every week I realize there's rotating stuff so you want to look around and peruse but there's this lady that was standing in front of like this chicken I was trying to get these chicken enchiladas that they have she was standing in front of the yep. section for like five minutes I was like lady yes <laughs> like it's the same stuff that's why yeah, that's why we stopped going to the store. Because it'd be like, we would go early in the morning on Saturdays. Or like, you know, Sunday you can't go that early because it only opens at 10. But like, we would go early in the morning. Or go, problem is if we would go like late at night on like Friday or something, then a lot of stuff would be out. Like produce and stuff is just out. Because um, they haven't restocked it yet. And then, so we'd like go early in the morning. But then even, like even on the weekends, it's like we live in a town that you're either 35 and like 30 to 35 like we are. Or you're like 65 and up and retired and you could go to the store at any time yeah no they still go saturday at yeah, of course. 9 a.m of course and it's like and like they come in huge buses like oh we'll my co- God. like bring people from the villages like bring the retired people and they'll be at the tesco and you're like it's saturday at 2 p.m what the fuck yeah <laughs> like go at two go on tuesday at 10 a.m yeah please. you can go like, anytime yeah like annoying. this is not the time to be like perusing the aisles like this yeah i mean if i could like, go anytime the... i would probably not go on the weekend no. but i mean that's just the time we have to yeah. go so just, we go on the weekend because i mean that's how our like schedule usually yeah works, of course like, you know one night eating out on the weekend and then yeah cook our own meals the rest of the time so it's just like i'm just like are you serious right now (laughs) or it's like when there'll be two parents and their seven children are just running wild and like could not one of you have like put them on like a like they need a little backpack leashes or something seriously because the carts here like don't have like a child seat space Ah. it's like that child has to be walking Ah. so like (laughs) not ideal like maybe one of you could have taken the children to the park yeah while the other one does the shopping maybe um well i guess the one fun thing i've done this week is watch sex education season four um yeah i mean that's basically all i did this weekend as well um starting like yesterday afternoon was watch season four (laughs) of sex education which i don't know why but in my brain 
all I can hear is um, there's that Taylor Swift song uh, where it's obviously it's reputation from the reputation era. So it's like big reputation. So my brain just keeps going sex education, sex education. Oh, that's good. <laughs> or should we say the sex education, the stars of Barbie with all the stars of Barbie <laughs> yeah, reunited? <laughs> yeah, featuring the reunited. cast of Barbie. <laughs> the cast of Barbie. Um, well, I was really happy, though, at the beginning that they had a whole recap. I mean, I could, like, mostly remember, but I, I liked how they framed, um, whatever, Jillian Anderson giving a recap of everything that happened. I don't, ooh, I don't know if my first episode had that. Oh, you didn't have that? I don't think my first episode had that. Maybe it, like, got skipped somehow because oh, you I should go, go back. back. Because, <laughs> I mean, because literally, I was going to say, I was like, this season, I was like, not only do they introduce us to a bunch of new characters, but, like, I had also forgotten who half of the new characters from last season were. Like, <laughs> so, yeah, they had a scene, well, I guess if you don't skip the intro or whatever, because they did have a button to say skip recap. I was like, no, I'm going to watch it. So they had Jillian Anderson basically, like, they sit in her chair, like, her, you know, therapist chair, and then, like, kind of give a recap on, like, Kind of like where everyone was at or whatever, and then no like, way. and she's like, and then there's, and then there's you, which is like the baby, and she's like, what to do? I wonder if it's <laughs> or not like what to do, not what to do about you, but just like yeah, I wonder if know. it's because I like downloaded the episode on my phone to watch offline or something, and so maybe it didn't include the intro in the download. I'm gonna investigate. I mean, I finished the whole season, but like, I want to see this intro. <laughs> yeah. So that was helpful, but I guess only I saw that. So, I mean, if you haven't watched it yet, maybe try to watch the recap of for anyone out there. Um, and, yeah, just, you know, we'll, I'm sure there will be spoilers in our conversation. So if you haven't watched it yet or if you have an interest in watching it or you don't, you know, maybe come back and listen. Or if you don't care, go ahead and listen. Listen along. But um, And then Sarah needs to go watch the recap, I guess. But I know. It's crazy. Anyways. But, yeah. um, it was kind of a bummer because, you know, for those who don't remember, at the end of last season, the school got shut down that they're all going to. And then because of the weird way that the British school system works, that I don't understand, <laughs> which I feel like you've explained on this podcast many times, where it's like they're all going to like different okay. schools. Here, I'll give you another lowdown. So essentially, these kids are almost like two years ahead of the Heartstopper kids because like for Heartstopper... This year it was like, or no, was this season of Heartstopper? It was like they were taking their GCSEs, right? I feel like Nick was taking some sort of tests, but I don't understand which ones they were. A levels, is that a thing? It was like they were in their first year of A levels, I think. Whereas like, okay, um, the younger kids are like Charlie. He's doing his GCSEs, which is the step before that. It's like the pre SATs versus the SATs kind of thing. If you think about it that okay. way. So it's like sure. sophomore year versus junior and senior year. So that's why they were like talking about, you know, him going to uni and whatnot. Anyways, <clears throat> so the sex education kids are ahead of them already. So they're in like college or, um, you know, they no mentioned like, you know, Olivia, a.k.a. the actress from <laughs> like Bridgerton season two. So like she busy. That's why yeah. she's not on this show. Um, yeah. They, the, no, yeah. The other ones, like, they were like, if, oh. unless you had another project. Yeah. They were like, oh, why are, like, where are they? It's like, oh, they're at this other secondary school. So yeah. you can use both terms, but really it just means they're there to do the second, the final two years of high school, what we would call high school, yeah. before going to university. Um, 
And so the sex education kids, they're in their second year. So it's like really jarring that they've had to switch schools because you spend these two whole years studying and learning specifically only for those exams. So like Mm -hmm. to be thrown into a new environment in between that like section is like a really big deal. Yeah, so we lose basically, um, like, Aunt Ruby's friends, like Anwar and, like, the person from uh, Bridgerton and, like, whoever. So some of the popular kids, quote-unquote. And then we lose um, Ola, who was, uh, you know, Otis dated slash was the daughter of Jakob. And yeah, it was about to be, lose... like, his stepsister (laughs) yeah then we lose um what's her name i should have looked this up but like the one that was like writing stories about aliens and like oh yeah was like girlfriends with ola um i forgot about her her name is um i have the cast list open but i can look too i'll just look i don't know if that was them or not florence does that sound familiar i don't know um i forgot about that character yeah I'm looking back. I'm looking back. This is so exciting for people. <laughs> I think it's not that important. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I think her name was. I don't remember her name being Florence on the. It's the only actress on the that show. I can, like, see. But I mean, it looks like her. But anyways, so we've lost a lot of our. Our cast, you know, um, so the people we bring along to the new school are obviously Otis, Eric. Um, Amy. Oh no, it's Lily. Was the one I was ah, thinking okay. of. Because I was like, not Florence. Um, so Amy. Um. Uh, Jackson, Viv, and then we also bring Isaac, yeah, who which we, was great. Because he didn't go to their school originally, or I don't know. So I don't know if he's been going here this entire time or whatever. But Isaac, we met him. I don't know if it was last season or whatever but he lives in the same um trailer park area as Maeve yeah. and they have like little relationship so yeah, I always liked his character oh and Cal is also at this Cal also comes to the school yeah. as well I so he have yeah I was like I assume Isaac already had gone to that like Cavendish college yeah whatever, yeah so. probably so yeah we have our those are the students that come to this new school so like we open up basically and Maeve's in America when we open mm-hmm. up because she got accepted to that fancy writing program. Um, I really need to recap because it's like I had forgotten all of that. I just looked again in the episode. <laughs> I put, hit play on my phone and it doesn't start with a recap. It just opens immediately with Maeve. So you could probably Google like weird. sex education <laughs> recap opener. Be like, I need um, a recap for before the season that I just finished watching. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, yeah, we, we have our characters that we know and love, and then we have new characters that we get introduced to, which was kind of, like, a funny thing to do in, like, very a end. fourth and final season True. of a show. You're like, I have to learn new people? Like, it's really not my strong suit, so. <laughs> so, I'm not even sure I could name to you at all any of the new people. No, I had looked at an article earlier, and I'm trying to find it again just so I have them. Because if you, like, Google the cast, like, they're not up there on the cast, really. So I'm like, I know I had a list of all the new people. Oh, really? But I'm like, I need their names next to the faces of the characters, because otherwise I'll not remember them. Whatsoever. Um, let me write season four. Maybe that will help. 
It's like, I know the characters, no. but not the newbies. Um, yeah, I feel like I'm probably not gonna mention them all, because... But, like, I don't know if any of them were, like, super, like... I don't know. It was kind of like... They were fine. No, nothing against the new yeah. cast of characters. But... They're there for per- um, plot purposes. Okay, I've got the article. Yeah, so they're there we, for plot purposes. When we get to them, I can throw out the character names because I got it. Yeah. I got it. So, I mean, I guess how do we want to, like, break down this last season of what's happening? Um, I don't know. I guess do we... Or what do we want to touch base on? Sometimes when there's, like, so many characters, you go, like, character by character. I feel like, yeah, uh, you know, it's by... Otis's sh- I'm like, it's supposed to be a show about Otis, but honestly, my personal most important character oh, is Eric. Eric. So I'd be like, Obviously. do Eric last <laughs> Yeah, Eric, obviously, we all know he's the best character. Yeah. Like, give him all the awards. He's amazing. Love, love the actor. I mean, and excited. I mean, I don't watch Doctor Who, but if I were you, I would, I would start fans, watching I would it. Be excited for him. <laughs> I would be excited to watch him as Doctor Who. Yeah. Um, it's just but, immediately when the show started okay, so, and he was just, like, back in character again. I was like, ugh, I forgot how much I loved his character. It was so good. I know. I'm so sad. But... Okay, well, maybe we could start with, trying to think who we start with. I was going to say, like, outer circle, but I'm like, no, they're all important now. They're all important, so it's really hard. Um, I I guess kind of, like, newer from last season, we have, um, like, Viv is, like, kind of newer. I'm trying to remember. Yeah. Like, like, I I feel like Viv and Cal are newer, I guess. Like, they just kind of got started getting their own storylines, like, last season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So... I mean, Viv, I feel like they don't have a ton of a storyline for Viv, which is kind of, I don't know. I feel like I liked season four. Let me just preface by I liked it, um, especially since it was like the final season. And I thought the ending was, you know, as good as I think it could be, even though I'm sad. Yeah. But I feel like some of the characters, because there's so many and so many different Mm storylines, I feel like some of them, it was kind of like, feels a little off for the character like you've built or just like it was kind of like they felt like they had to do something and they're like let's just do this as a storyline and it was kind of like yeah like i feel like they built up viv as this character who's like school and all i care about is school and they had this whole storyline with like her this guy that she had been seeing from like afar and they finally like you know give it a try but then they apparently have broken up so they can focus on studies and like all she cares about is studies and then they like kind of shoehorn this relationship in i mean i think they were trying to tell a story about kind of like emotional and like abuse and like love bombing basically you know or whatever but um she starts dating this guy who's like really intense and like yeah he's like you can't talk to jackson you can't do you can't talk to anybody and yeah okay and so i think like back it up so yeah so we've got viv as you said she's like the very studious like so focused on school and going to uni type character I feel like, you yep. know, they're thrown into this new kind of, like, hippie, like, modern era oh, hippie true. Yeah, school. we should talk about the school. So it's like, they, like go, the they go to this first day of school, so that's why I feel like it's important. The, from the first day of school, yeah, yeah, you're right, like, you're right, is right. like, what is this nonsense? She's like, where's the syllabus? <laughs> yeah. Like, and I mean, we joke about how teens in these shows, like, never go to school, and it's like, this is the most important year of their, like, school careers. Like, honestly, it's more important than university. So it's like, the fact that they're now at this, like, hippie dippy, and they're like, oh, it's student-led, and we have, like yoga and like it's just wild and it's like no school would actually be like that but it's just so over the top it like makes it very like kitschy and kind of funny um i'm kind of surprised viv as a character like because like it seems like they could have 
gone to different yeah. schools or whatever. Obviously, depending <laughs> on the price, like this is the one she chose. You're like, mm, feels weird, but okay. Um. Yeah. No. It's like I mean, it's based on your catchment area and stuff. So, um, like that would have been like a public school. <laughs> Which here they call not public school is actually private school. It's a whole. It's very confusing. So confusing. Um, but yeah, but yeah, it's they're like, like, oh no, it's like yeah, student led. Yeah, and like, here's your tablet. Hello, like, hello. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there's no syllabus and you know whatever. And she's just like, what is this nonsense? So that was kind of funny. And then yeah, as you said, it's like immediately they kind of introduce this like other guy, like this you know cute boy character, and he's like very studious, and you know they kind of instantly have this flirtation and whatnot. But she's like, no, I'm gonna focus on school. But it's actually Jackson who's like, no, you can't like only, you know, you should. That's true. Like have fun, whatever, blah, blah, blah. So she starts saying this. You're literally immediately like, I don't know, from their first like kind of interaction as a like potential couple or whatever. I was just like immediately, I was like, oh, I hate, I was like, I don't like this guy already. Immediately. All the, so many red flags. Well, yeah, I didn't like it how immediately like when she invited him to come study, first of all, he brought someone. I was like, yeah, that was weird. And then when he was like, well, I told, talked to my dad about you. I was like, you don't know anything about her. You've literally talked to her like two times yeah. in class. Like, what do you mean? It was so sketchy. And so I was just yeah, like was nervous like, the whole time. I was like, are they leading up to this? But like, I also need it to be like Viv to like shut it down immediately when he gets like full on. And she did. And she did. So. so, I mean, I appreciated that aspect of them showing it's like, no, because she started to like question all these things about it, and Amy, who was honestly, like, one of the oh, best characters of the season, like, the goat, Slow she clap really, like, came through um, for Viv, and it's not like they're super close friends or anything, but she, no, no, no. she just really came through with some truth bombs, and then, so it just shows the, uh, I mean, the way it, that kind of thing progresses is realistic. I think the average in the UK of, like, for women to leave their abusers, it takes, like, seven t- attempts to leave. No. Oh. So, like, them showing it, like, and her holding strong, like, the first time was like, yes. Like, that's yeah. a good depiction to have on, you know, a show. Oh, totally. Especially you know, for I, teens. I think it so. was good to show it. Yeah. I think it was good to show it, for sure. But it I just was, was very like... shoehorned in, I would agree with that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do think that I'm really happy, and we can talk about it when we get to her, but, like, the Amy character and, like, her progression over the... I think what I'm trying to say is, like, I feel like a lot of the characters got this great, like, arc over, like, the four seasons, mm-hmm. and then I feel like some, it was kind of like, I don't think it was as good, or it just kind of was like, oh, I was yeah. like, it, you know. Fair. But anyways, I think Amy was one that had a very good progression over the four seasons, totally. but we can talk about when we get to Amy. I'm trying to think anything else with, yeah, I definitely, when he was like, oh, you can't be friends with jackson or whatever i was like that's like her best friend yeah, I'm like, no okay like it's like some some dude. dude in the line before their like a level exam like asked her a question about something and she like gave him the dates for whatever and then he like you know lost his freaking mind over it like that was nuts yeah and she's like oh, i was like this is episode seven people we don't have time for this <laughs> <laughs> i know um, I know when it got to episode eight, like I feel like everyone was like in a weird spot. Like Eric and Otis like weren't talking at that point, and I was like, "What's happening?" Yeah, like yeah. I, I knew, I, like I, I had need... looked to see how long each episode was, so I knew the last one was like an hour and a half. But I was like, still, yeah. I was like, it's not enough. <laughs> I know. I was just like, we can't. Like they're like Mark. I know it's like always oh, Otis and Maeve. Otis and Maeve. To me, the main couple of shows like Otis and Eric. So it's like <laughs> I didn't want them to like end on a bad note. Yeah. You know, like. 
Um, yeah. Honestly, every... I even told Jack this earlier, but it's like every season, you know, the character I care about the least is Otis, and he's supposed to be like yeah. the main character. Like, I don't really care about him at all. <laughs> I don't necessarily care about him at all, but I do like him. And I, I always, always liked him in yeah. Eric's relationship, and I, I like, always think it's been nice to show like a, a straight gay male friendship true. on tv because i feel like you don't see that a lot and it's like very like loving like they hug each other and they're like you know it's just like yeah, a healthy close. yeah well it's like i like their friendship. friendship but it's like all the drama you know we have four seasons of drama with otis and mave and it's like honestly i don't really oh, care sure. about either of them because like they're, they're it's the classic like they deserve each other because they're both like kind of terrible 80 percent of the sure. time no, Otis is, like, usually not a very good friend. I will say that. Like, he's not. Um, so, I think Maeve, on the other hand, can be a good friend to yeah, Amy. Yeah. She wasn't as good this season, but, like, she can be. She can be. Otis she can be. sucks at being a friend. Yeah. Okay, so back to, but, like, kind of secondary character, like, secondary yeah. characters. Then we have Cal, who I did not remember them from last season, like, at all. I was like, oh, yeah. See, I could have used that recap. <laughs> See. Because they did talk about, as if you remember, then I remember Jackson it. and Cal like, oh, yeah. became friends, mm-hmm. and, you know, I think Jackson was interested, and then there was a whole thing, because Cal's like, well, I'm, you know, transitioning, and, like, are you queer, and so, yeah. I think that kind of blew up that friendship, split. yeah. Yeah, it blew it up. I think Cal still wants to be friends with Jackson, kind of like, well, I had feelings for you, and I'm just not ready to be friends yet, and yep. whatever, so... So I, I think Cal's storyline this season was a really good one to see on TV for sure. Agreed. Um because I think it's I think it just shows like anyone who's like anti trans and it's like like this process is not easy no. to go through. No one's necessarily willing you know. Yeah. If there was if it was just a choice and it yeah. wasn't like I need to do this for my mental health and just like sanity, right? Like the way that it's people always be doing pro- this portrayed by people who are against it is that is that is as like some sort of you know choice people have made like on a whim mm-hmm. and like that they've just yeah, decided and it's just like no, it's not like that at all. Like you know, ugh, so frustrating. So I'm yeah I'm glad that and, that was portrayed yeah. realistically with. Yeah you know, multiple characters, and there's, like, new characters at the new school. Yeah, multiple characters. That were there, like, for, you know, so to support Cal and Cal to, like, have conversations with them and stuff, which, you know, is a way for them to be able to, like, bring those up in the show. Sure. And I think it was kind of just interesting, too, because basically Cal has been taking testosterone and is kind of experiencing i liked when otis was like, Bailey, you're kind of just experiencing what it's like to be a teenage boy just because they're, like, horny all the time and like yeah, you know crazy hormones like raging. everything sets them off and but there's a lot of you know your voice is changing there's body dysphoria that dis i can't say that word <laughs> you know what i'm trying to say yeah. i'm not gonna try to repeat it because <laughs> i'm gonna mess it up but you know because you feel like you're changing but in other ways you're not changing yeah um your biology's still the same and um like i think Cal asked another character about getting top surgery and has been on the list for, like, a long time. And, like, they're, like, some people are waiting, like, seven years at this point to get. It's just crazy. crazy. And to go private, you have to pay, like, $10,000 or something, which is 
crazy a lot of money like, especially in the UK. has that lying around yeah and then i think there's just issues with cal's mom and you know i think cal's mom wants to like communicate more and cal just feels like she doesn't understand and so there's a lot of just heavy stuff mm-hmm. you know um and then we have cal goes missing and the whole school, like, mobilizes yep. to try to find Cal, which is nice. I mean, the school is real hippie, but I will say they, yeah. <laughs> everyone's so nice and, like, It's very Gen Z of them, you know. It's, like, it's very Gen Z. They're like, find Cal, you know. <laughs> um, and they do, of Eric does eventually, and Jackson kind of also. And I feel like it was a nice moment. I think another thing that's nice about this show is that there's a lot of representation yeah. of different, you know, like, totally. people's gender identities and, you know, uh, people of color and all different, you know. And this season they had, like, I thought it was great because they had different people with, or they had, um, you know, someone who's deaf or, mm-hmm. and then they had people, you know, it's like showing different disability yeah. levels or yeah. whatever. And so... Um, anyways, I just, so it was just a nice moment with the three of those characters, I think, to talk about, you know, this world doesn't want people like me or, and, you know, I think that's probably a feeling, I mean, I'm not going to speak for them, but I think that's probably a feeling that, you know, all three of those people have probably felt at a certain point, um, for different reasons. So that was nice. So I think, um, in the end they're raising, there's this whole fundraiser storyline and they're going to raise money for Cal's top surgery which is nice but so i think that storyline was i don't know if it necessarily had a happy ending but it just i think it was a realistic yeah just portrayal of things yeah so anyways that's cal yeah Um, then speaking of jackson jackson jackson's main storyline i think is as we mentioned he's kind of reeling from his you know pseudo breakup last season with cal um you know him and viv are still really close friends but now he's like you know wondering like ooh, like am i only into girls like am i into you know other people as well and he's like hooking up with some girl and she then notices that he has like a lump (laughs) on one of his balls yeah eventually so then it's most of that season the season for him is like dealing with you know going to various doctors and i mean honestly it was a pretty realistic portrayal because even though the nhs takes like cancer very seriously there's not necessarily very good it did seem like it took forever yeah there's not really very good like preventative um medicine and stuff um Mm -hmm. but they do they it's more like emergency care and then cancer but like to get the screenings to like you know for certain things it would take a really long time for other, yeah, for others, was, they, like, push it through a lot quicker, but, yeah, it, the fact that it... It was interesting, because I'm, I'm happy you said that, because mm-hmm. I was watching it, and I'm like, okay, first of all, like, it feels like it took forever to get test results, yep. or to get the test, yeah. to get test results. I'm like, this child, this person might have cancer. Yeah. Like, it, I mean, like so that was, like, essence. unfortunately, that was a pretty realistic portrayal, especially now with, like, so reduced um, medical services, because of... <sighs> well, that sucks. Politics and them not paying hospital and medical staff, but um, 
I think the, uh, then the other thing to go along with that is because, like, when he's at his initial GP appointment, the doctor asks him if there's any, you know, history, family history of, you know, certain types of diseases and whatnot, and he has no idea because he's like, oh, well, you know, my dad was a sperm donor, so I don't know anything from that side of the family. So then he spends yeah the season, you know, he has anxiety already, and so then now his anxiety is focused on these test results and also yeah. finding out, like, who his dad is and stuff, and that kind of spirals a little bit. But I think that it had a, you know, good ending in the end. And No, it did. I always forgot. He found out some truths. Yeah, I forgot that <laughs> um, his other mom was what's-her-face from Ted Lasso. <laughs> yeah, I'm always assuming, always like, every season, because, like, they don't always show her, and I'm like, oh, sh- they're not going to get her back, they're not going to get her back, but then they always have her for, like, a couple episodes. <laughs> I forgot. <laughs> um, yeah, so I feel like... And then I think there's some resolution with Cal, and yeah. they're going to become friends again. And so um, I think Jackson learned some truths yeah. about his, you know, background. And But, yeah, um, that's Cal. We could talk about Adam, I guess. Yeah. I, just, I mean, I liked Adam's storyline. You know, I st- No, it was good. I still just always hold a little peace place in oh, my heart. Oh, candle for him and Eric? For him and Eric, yeah. Of course. Maybe in the future. It's just, I mean, I liked Maybe that they had... in the future had... when they both have grown. Yeah. I liked, you know, yeah, it'd be like a second chance thing when they're like 25. Yeah. Like... <laughs> well, I have things to say about that at the end yeah. of, okay. when we get to the end. But yeah, I mean, I love Adam. I like, I have enjoyed, as we were talking about, you know, characters that have had like big arcs for the whole four seasons. Yeah. I feel like he definitely has had a humongous character arc from beginning sure. to end. This season really focuses on him and, like, I liked that, I appreciated that his mom was very much, like, you know, you don't have to return to school, like, it's not for mm-hmm. everyone, but also you're not just gonna sit around and do nothing, so. Yeah, you have to get, do something. Um, but, of course, you know, we learned in last seasons he loves animals and stuff, which I could see him working as, like, a vet tech or something. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I mean, I know, like, he's enjoying the thing at the farm, but, I mean, but, he, I feel yeah. like there's so many things. Well, he could be, like, could a, do other he could be like a country, you know? like a country vet, you know, being, like, a yeah. assistant and stuff. And you don't have to do necessarily the same level of schooling as, like, a full vet. We also just watched season two of Clarkson Farm. So, like, when he had the farm brochure, I was like, it's like Clarkson Farm. <laughs> Which we really don't like, yeah. Jeremy Clarkson, but that show is very entertaining. And you learn a lot about the agriculture industry and I how messed up, up it is, is like, in the UK. So... It was, it was fresh in my I mind. I think what I didn't understand was when it said farm apprenticeship or whatever, and then it's just, like, him working with horses. Yeah, I was like, that's that not farm weird. apprenticeship, yeah. by the way. Yeah, no. Not in my opinion. No. Yeah, that's, it's not what I thought it was going to be either, but, I mean, it worked. And, you know, he'd always Clearly be, it wasn't what he thought it was no, going to be. No, exactly. <laughs> he'd always go into equine therapy and whatnot, but... Um, that's true. Um, but, I mean, I liked that they had that, and then, it, obviously, he has... It kind of ends with, like the girl that's kind of his boss at the farm is like the daughter of the guy who owns the farm or whatever um and they kind of you know have a little spark going but i was like yeah you can go on one date and then him and eric go get back to the <laughs> so, well i kind of like that they had that. an inner you know you could see he's still pining over eric yeah. and i think there's some nice points in his storyline where for example um i mean we'll talk about it but they all go to the this funeral and um you know, he's getting dressed and the girl's helping him at the farm and she's like, oh, he's like, oh, I'm going to see my ex. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, it's, I'm just nervous about it. And she's like, oh, well, she's going to be sorry or whatever when she sees you in the suit or something like that. Yeah. And he's like, yeah, she will be or whatever. Mm-hmm. And 
I think he's still trying to, you know, obviously kind of come to terms with how to tell people that he's bisexual. Um, So we have a nice moment where he does eventually tell her and whatever. And, um, but at the funeral, him and Eric have like a nice little moment where clearly they like haven't seen each other. And he tries to tell Eric, he's, you know, I miss you. Like, even though we're not right together. Just as, so I think they will at least become friends, you know, like, I think so. We can hope for more. (laughs) (laughs) And then I think also with Adam, there's like a storyline with his dad, obviously is like, the other storyline. Um, Which I really liked. I thought it was well done and yeah, a good result. And Although the, the very end scene where they're like, I love the through plot of like everyone constantly watching Third Wives of Miami. <laughs> the like fake reality show that they just yeah. made up. Never loved it. <laughs> but it was like the last scene for Adam where it was like, you know, Adam's like, oh, maybe we can like, you know, watch TV together. And it's because it's like, oh, the mom and dad are maybe kind of wanting to, you know, rekindle their flame as well. So it's like the mom, they're on this tiny couch, all three of them. And I paused it because Jack was sitting next to me. I was like, Jack, I was like, it's like us when we go to your parents' house because they only have two love seats. (laughs) So we're always on a love seat. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, his dad is basically like, sorry I suck and make you feel terrible about yourself and I think we get the implication because Adam basically calls him out and is like you stay at a job you hate just because you're too scared to try something else which is like you know fair um and he's we kind of seen him start to like cooking or Mm -hmm. whatever so he kind of does this catering for this which I was kind of bummed because they didn't show him like seeing that everyone was loving the food and like I'm glad they acknowledged it because it was like he brought all the food it was like oh he's doing all this catering and it's all very like lgbtq like everything's rainbow like you know all the and like stuff, yeah, vegetarian yeah. and stuff and, and like you know for this like hippie school and it's um yeah they did show people eating it but it was like he brought it all and then and then it was the plot that cow's gone missing and we all have to go search yeah. for cow <laughs> yeah so i was like all right good job mr groff yeah. or whatever I like, that. That was like one thing i was sad about this season is i feel like we didn't really get to see any more friendship between um, Adam's mom and Jean, True. Otis's mom, you know, because I feel like they had some fun friendship moments in the other True. seasons, well, yeah, so we didn't like, see a lot of that. Jean's at home with a baby and whatnot, so that's true. Yeah. It was fun when they were yeah. both the, like, you know, single ladies. Single ladies. Um, yeah, so that's kind of Adam and his parents. That's their storyline. i trying to think who... I mean, is there anything from the new people's storylines we want to touch upon? Um, I mean, not really. I think I feel like yeah. I mean, the main... they're all plot points. Yeah, of... they're all interwoven with her, her people. Yeah. Um, I guess we talked about Amy and Jackson. No, not Jackson. Isaac. Uh, Isaac. Yeah, my brain's not um, working. Basically, as I said before, I feel like Amy really has been, especially this season and last season, like. One of my favorite, like, my favorite character after Eric, probably. Yeah, for sure. Um, But, yeah, I loved her, especially this season. It's, like, so she's at college. She meets Isaac because they're both in, like, she's, like, oh, I'm doing art. So she's clearly doing, like, art A-level. She's, like, you know, might be, like, like, I might be good at it. Like, I'm just trying something new, uh, which is kind of funny in and of itself. But, you know, they become friends, and obviously him and um, Maeve had their little thing in the last season, and 
but Maeve's like, oh, no, you guys would, like, get, like, I think you guys would get along, so you should try and be friends. So, obviously, there's, like, a little spark there, um, and it's really cool. He, yeah, like, I think it kind of starts off a little her. rocky. Yeah. Starts off a little <laughs> rocky because Isaac, you know, can be a little prickly. Yep. And Amy is one to just kind of blurt out whatever <laughs> she's thinking, which is endearing, but also, like, you kind of just have to, like, know. Yeah. I feel like you have to, like, get to know Amy to understand, like, that's just how she, she is. is sure. And, like, everyone else knows that. And so they're in, like, this, there's this whole, there's, like, one elevator, or lift, I'll be British about it, there's <laughs> one lift in the school, and it's always breaking down, and him and Amy are in it, in their first interaction, she kind of, like, doesn't make the best first impression. No. Um, so then, like, she's asking Maeve about it, and she's like, no, I actually think you guys would get along, or whatever, and so she tries to, like, be like, listen, I just, sometimes I blurt out the first thing I say, like, I'm not, like, but Maeve thinks, like, we would be friends, so, like, can we try again or whatever? So they – and then he's teaching her about, like, different types of art because, like, she's <laughs> – in the first art class, she's, like, painting a melon. Yeah, she's, like, drawing. And, and he's, like, oh, do you like drawing? And she's, like, no, my wrist really hurts. I hate it. <laughs> and then she's, like – he's, like, why would you name your teddy bear Melon? Because she's, like, oh, he's my best friend growing up or whatever. I took him everywhere. So he t- assumes it's a teddy bear. And she's, like, no, it was a melon. And then it, like, got all – gross and like disgusting and I was so sad I was like what <laughs> everything she says is like ridiculous but like hilarious so funny oh and then she's like and the, they all show up on their bikes on the first day and they're like wait don't you have a car she's like yeah but was, I let a family of squirrels live in there and now it's like again. wrecked yeah. like, shocked. so anyways so her and Isaac and so he's teaching her about different types of art and she kind of gets the idea to like try photography so she's she wants to do, like, self-portrait of herself, but she's practicing on other people and trying to figure out what she wants her art to be about, yep. basically. Mm-hmm. And then she's still kind of reeling from the, you know, assault that she experienced on the bus. Yep. Um, I don't know if it was last season or two seasons I ago. Was, I can't. I think it was last season. I feel season. like it's, like, blending together. But, so eventually, she, it was a great scene because she's coming back. From this funeral and she stops because she sees this house with like gnomes or something i don't really she's like oh i gotta take pictures so she's like get the gnomes and there's these construction guys across the street and they're like what the hell is she doing and they start like cat calling yeah. her and be like hey honey why aren't you smiling like blah 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 like you know typical stuff and all she just screams like i'm not smiling because i just went to a funeral yeah it <laughs> like, literally was like the one of the best scenes on television that i've like seen in like years it was amazing i want to go back and rewatch it because i was just like this is spectacular she's like fuck off you fucking twats i just came from a fucking funeral <laughs> yeah yeah and i'm not smiling because yeah, like, you're like you know yelling at yeah. me or whatever she's like, she's like fuck off yeah, it was great. It was great. Um, I loved it. And, and so I feel like she kind of, like, felt, like... Empowered from that. She yeah. kind of, like, was like, that's what I want my art to be about or whatever. Just, like, basically. And so they have a s- scene where... So anyways, there's a whole thing where she's like, well, I think I might like Isaac. I like when her and Otis are in the car together and they're just, like, playing <laughs> whatever the game is. Yeah. It looked, and like, then... old maid to me, but... She called it like scabby Leak, something. Scabby queen. Scabby queen. So then she's like, Otis, will you therapy me? Yeah. <laughs> like, which I think <laughs> is just a funny way to say that. Um, but so 
Anyways, so she ends up telling Maeve, like, I think I might like Isaac, and Maeve's like, I don't know how I feel about that. Which I was annoyed at for, I was like, she made up for it. I know, I was like, they better fix this, but I was annoyed. I was like, okay, Maeve, like, come on. I feel like Maeve was dealing with other things at that point, so I don't She was, but still, it's just like, when she's like, oh, I don't know how I feel about that. I'm like, well, technically you have another boyfriend, so like, (laughs) true. you shouldn't feel any kind of way about it. (laughs) Eventually she comes back, she's like, you know, this is my bad, like, I was just, didn't want to lose either of you, like whatever yeah she fixes it so then isaac tries to kiss her and she kind of like eh, and she's like i'm sorry like i'm still like weird about intimacy so anyway she finally not finally but like she has this revelation where she keeps pulling out these jeans which were the jeans that like she was wearing when she was assaulted and then she's like i'm gonna do this so she does this like self-portrait photo shoot where she's like wearing the jeans and she's doing different poses and then she burns the jeans yeah at the bus stop around them like at the bus stop where she got picked up at yeah i feel like it kind of started earlier in the season too like there's a almost blink and you miss it scene where she's like you know digging something out of her closet and the jeans fall on the floor and it's just like this moment of obviously it's something that she's experienced and it's like something like that it's always with you but maybe not like in your face all the time yeah and it's just like you know how she then she just picks them up like acknowledges it so quickly and then you know puts them back in the closet type thing yeah that is very and i think poignant. she mentions like i keep wanting to get rid of them but i can't for whatever reason yeah. so and those were her favorite pair of jeans so yeah. it really just you know as a lady you're like Ugh. <sighs> yeah um, but yeah, she has this great like moment of catharsis where she burns the jeans and then I feel like yeah, she's able great. to like, you know, at least t- take the first step with Isaac and they kiss and it's cute. And yeah, you know, so cute. I liked it. I do like at the fundraiser where Melon goes on <laughs> Yeah. And the people are like fighting over it. It's like not a good photo like, or not a good drawing, drawing you know, it's, it's like a circle that's like not even a real circle. So funny. And then the art teacher's like, I've seen your photography. It's very, it's very good. I'm, who knows how much Melon will be for <laughs> So anyways. Um, so yeah, that's Amy. I feel like Amy, Amy is such a great character. She's such a good friend. Yeah. She's like, just, she's smart, but she's like, also, like, she, she says things that you're like, huh? But like, they're very like, profound when you think about yeah. them you know i feel like she her character very easily could have just been this like i don't like throw away dumb sidekick character sure but they've actually really you know given her character i don't know like a lot of backing and like important and I feel like she's important really like found herself lines. over the yeah. she really found herself over the four seasons right I she like so. you know has taken control back of her like own body and like what she wants and she's done the baking thing and she like improved about that and she's done this art thing and photography Mm -hmm. and so anyways amy top-notch character and also a great friend um i love when she throws the deodorant at Maeve. she's like i keep it in my car and my feet get sweaty it's just like everything she says (laughs) is pretty hilarious um so that's them trying to think if we're missing anyone before we get to like the whatever main i guess we talk about otis's mom true yeah Jean. what she's up to this season well basically she had a baby you know last season um and it was not with Jacob. yep but we don't 
I, or did we know, did we as viewers were we supposed to know who it I was because I couldn't remember I feel like I watched it back like I remember watching it back before like season three or whatever mm-hmm. and I was like there's no point I felt where there was like somebody else in the picture that like could be the dad yeah but clearly there's something so I don't think we were supposed to know okay. and I don't even think I didn't so I was... when they introduced the when they introduce the character, who then we find out is the dad, like, I didn't even remember that he was, like... No. Existed at all. Existed. No. Yeah. So she's overwhelmed. Yeah. She has, like, postpartum depression. Yeah, definitely. Um, She's had Otis helping her, but he has to go back to school, and she decides to take this... Or she's being brought in to do this, like, radio, you know, like, Frasier-type show. Yeah. But, like... Which is so funny. I was show. like, why does she just not do, like, a podcast? But, okay. <laughs> radio. And then we have the great um, Hannah Gadsby as her, so like, good. producer. So... Brilliant. I always love when they show up. Um, But, yeah, it's clearly too soon. It does not go well. It's very bad because she's all frazzled and... Which, I mean, she's literally, like, eight weeks out from giving birth. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, obviously. So Otis calls his aunt, which I don't think we'd ever heard of until now. Nope. And she shows up to help. And she's, like, younger. And she's, like, a little bit of a mess herself in debt. And um, is there to help. But, you know, does she really help? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, she starts dating this guy she met at a bank or something. Yep. Who turns out to be the, of course, turns out to be the dad of of G's baby. The baby. And the baby's name And Joy. if you remember, like, right? he was in previous seasons, but, yeah. like, you don't remember him. He's just, like, some one-off guy that she's, like, slept with, like, mm-hmm. I don't know, probably a handful of times. And, um, so, yeah, there's that awkward, awkward realization, <laughs> probably. I feel like... And then I think by the end of the season, like, she goes and gets help and medication. And I think it was interesting because she revealed that they had this whole storyline where his mom, when the Otis's dad left, she was really, like, depressed mm-hmm. and, like, wouldn't get out of bed. And then she just, like, focused on being a great mom and talks about how she was always hoping her career would be, like, a little bit more than what it is. Um, I was kind of... I feel like her character arc to me was has been kind of weird over the past yeah. four seasons because I feel like they started her as this like she never wanted a relationship and she was always just like she cared about her work and she like would just kind of sleep with guys and whatever and that's fine like no issues there but then I feel like they kind of like had it where she met a guy that she actually wanted to like be in a relationship with yeah. and then like I feel like they kind of like kind of started her I don't know I like don't know how I'm supposed to feel about like where she ended you yeah know what I, mean? I feel like the pregnancy thing was so weird to me and it's like i hate accidental and surprise pregnancy in books yeah so it's just i feel like a better character arc for her character would have been like yeah she's this like single you know woman you know doing whatever she wants to do and then yeah she meets Jacob and they like end up together i think that i would have preferred that yeah or even if they didn't end up together, but, like, not... They didn't end up together. For not, like, you know, they want, like, as you said, she's, like, found someone that she wanted to try and make it work, and maybe it di- didn't work out, but not because of this, like, random baby, like... Yeah. Or maybe, like, if... if And I feel like they kind of introduced this thing where, like, her career, she felt like, wasn't where she had, like, wanted to be, but maybe, like, lay the groundwork for that, and then, like, maybe the relationship was getting in the way of that, and she had to make a choice, or yeah. I don't know, like... Yeah. 
true. But also then I feel like everyone like in the show within the world of the show was like, oh, but your mom's so famous. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's like, okay. Um, yeah, I just I felt like they kind of like screwed up that character a bit when they did the whole baby thing. Yeah. So then I feel like we felt the whole last season about like her telling him that she's pregnant and then like who's the dad it was just like i don't know like i would have preferred they did something different with that character because i feel like at the beginning she's like this awesome Mm -hmm. like inappropriate mom you know like the just like is open and honest and she loves her work and whatever so yeah and by the by the end and then they just kind of turned her into like a frazzled like stereotype almost yeah yeah and then, like, they introduced the sister, and clearly they had, like, things that they had dealt with in childhood, and that was just kind of, again, like, I felt like a, like, a little bit of a shoehorned-in storyline that, like, yeah. they're like, we don't know what to do with her character now, so let's introduce a sister in this back, you know, I don't know, like, I'd say that's one of the characters that I feel like they didn't, like, stick the landing with for me yeah. over the four seasons. That's just my opinion. I would agree with that. Um, I, I feel like in the first two seasons she was awesome and then it's kind of like all right falling (laughs) apart here um i'm trying to think is there anyone i i was sad that we some of our teachers from our previous seasons weren't in the show and then i remembered them when they like showed up at the funeral i was like oh i love them i kind of forgot about them and also like um mave's neighbor guy who's played by joe wilkinson who i love from like you know eight out ten cats does countdown yeah panel shows yeah he's so funny so yeah i was glad we at least got to see them in that episode yeah we got to see little glimpses of some characters that like we hadn't seen you know this season for whatever reason um and like Maeve's brother for example who's like an actor who i've started to see in more things Mm -hmm. um that i like had seen him in this first probably and i just didn't realize but um have we gotten to our like main no three? i guess we now we have like the main else? the main trio oh i will say there's a really good storyline i feel like i was talking about the elevator earlier where it finally breaks down and like isaac has had enough yeah so him and amy basically like they pull the fire alarm but they like block everyone in with chairs They're like how does it feel to not be able to like access the things you need and there's just like a, a good storyline i think her name's like aisha yeah the character who's um deaf and so like there was a whole storyline earlier where they had gone to the movies and the subtitles went around she's like oh i don't want to make a big deal about it like um so but it's like becomes this conversation about like no it's like accessibility is important and it shouldn't be something we have to like constantly like be fighting to like have you know um whether it's you know like subtitles or like a lift a working lift they all have a like a sit-in basically and I do like when they go to the canteen to try to get food for everybody. <laughs> and Cal's like, do you think we should have gotten anything to... They just have these, like, big bags Huge of, Huge like, loaves bread. of bread. Just bread. <laughs> the other character whose name I can't remember right now um, is, like... Roman? It's one of the newer characters. Yeah, I think it was Roman. And they're like, no, everyone loves bread. And I'm like, well, I mean, they're not True, wrong. but, like, I also love butter. <laughs> I, but I like True. that, you know, it's British when it's, like, they're walking in and it's like oh we have bread and there's a character like off screen but you can hear it and they're like just bread is there any filling and it's like to an american you're like what is that like bread filling but they mean like for sandwiches yeah yeah yeah. <laughs> i mean i think we can pick up on it um there's no egg mayonnaise i will say the other storyline i did like from the new characters is that 
they have this like no gossiping rule at school, which I'm like, ugh, how boring. I know. Which so Eric, like, I mean, clearly I love... is like, oh no, I hate gossiping. Yeah, I love towards the end when Aisha's like, I love gossiping. It's fun. <laughs> it is fun. Agreed. And then, but they have this whole. She's like positive all the time, oh, yeah. and like yeah. everyone's Addy. like, and I do like. Oh, I guess there's O. We didn't. Yeah, I figured I we'd get o to O when we got to. Uh, yeah, talk about Otis. Otis. <laughs> but yeah, they're like, yeah, I mean. Positivity is good and all, but it can also be toxic at a certain point because you won't like anybody complain about anything. And it's like, it's like, yes. And also gossip is fun. As long as it's not like, you know, being mean or hurting someone's feeling. Gossiping yeah, is fun. Yeah, I feel like there were some things where Abby's character was like telling them not to gossip, but it was like, this isn't gossip. They're literally just talking about something that happened. It's like, being, well, being, being like, like, did like, you oh, see O's girl's... video? I'm like, that's not gossip. This is a question. <laughs> Yeah, well, and she's like, oh, that girl's energy is so toxic. And then Aisha tries to, like, be like, put this in the... She's like, that's not gossip. That's just a fact. And I'm like, well, I don't know. Sounds like you're talking about someone back to me, so... Like... Anyways. All right, I guess we'll talk about our main three. We'll leave Eric to last, because he's the yeah, best. Yeah, he's the best. Well, I guess let's talk about Maeve. Yeah. So for me, without the recap, the show opens... With Maeve in her fancy pants school, which I actually did look up. I was like, where'd they film this? And it was someplace in England. I've already forgotten. Um, ah. But, you know, she's in America for this. She's in America, course, I guess. For this writer's, I don't know, course that they've sent her on in the middle of her A-levels. I don't know. It seems weird. But <laughs> anyways. Um, but it opens up. She's in the library. And she's like, catches people hooking up. And it's like then this whole thing. Because it's like, her and Otis finally kissed. And then she left the country. <laughs> yeah she's out and she's like oh i'm at this like t- teen boarding school in america and everyone's apparently just like hooking up everywhere so she's yep. feeling the pressure which i thought was fun um but yeah they, they're they're a little bit disconnected because yeah. obviously like the time difference yeah. and blah 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 so um but she's in the writing school and of course otis is being otis about it and having like all these insecurities mm-hmm. and like She's like, I've been hanging out with Tyrone a lot. And then, of course, he starts obsessing over that. And she's like, Tyrone is gay. Like, Yeah. It shouldn't matter, but. It shouldn't matter, but, yeah. Um, <clears throat> But she's in this writing course with the one and only, as the teacher or whatever, <laughs> Dan Levy. Yep. From Schitt's Creek. Playing the, um, playing the quintessential love. stereotype of, like, a writer that's had, like, one popular work it's basically like dan humphreys in like 15 years later from like gossip totally like he's teaching like one popular book and now is teaching and is basically just an asshole but is like covering it up as being like oh but i'm you know the greatest gift to the right adoration from like high school students i'm like okay yeah the whole course seemed very odd i was like this seems something like you would do at university students and also he's this character is still being a jerk (laughs) yeah so the whole premise is like they're in this class or seminar or whatever where they're like writing a novel um so she writes like she starts one and then like he's like eh, like no you gotta write something more real you know she writes, like, some bio, a chapter about, like, biography about, like, Emily Dickinson or something like that. Yeah. Or, I don't know. Something or like it that. was, like, the oldest Bronte sister or something oh, yeah. that nobody oh, yeah, yeah. knows. Something Marianne like Bronte or something. I don't know. I just made that up. <laughs> so she ends up going and writing a chapter about, like, like where she grew up. Um, and I, you're assuming, they don't really read any of it, but you're assuming it's, like, you know, 
about like semi-autobiographical yeah. Yeah. you know um so she, her friends are like oh it's amazing like you gotta share it with him or whatever because he kind of so then he she goes and then of course he gets some rejection from like the new yorker about some story mm-hmm. and he's like drinking and he's like maybe you i'll read it to you and she's like i don't want to do this <laughs> like and then he's like what do you think and she tries to like you know like it's great and he's like be honest and when she's honest, he clearly, like, doesn't like yep. that feedback or whatever. So, like, when she finally gets the story back, he's like, eh, it was, like, whatever. You know, like, give her all this feedback and, like, didn't like her chapter or whatever. So, she gets really, like, down. Yeah, and, like, disillusioned. And that's when she gets a call from England, from her brother, that her mom is in the hospital because she's had an overdose. So, her and... Otis had been in a fight or whatever, I think, over the whole Tyrone thing or whatever. I don't even remember why they were in a fight. They fought multiple times. They fought times multiple times. Like it's hard even... to keep track. So she comes back to England, and then her, her and Otis and Amy, like, meet her. And then, like, she goes to the hospital, and her brother's there. And then they find out that, like, her mom had died. Um, so tough scenes there. Um... So she's kind of just like reeling from that and then she's trying to plan this funeral and she's like nobody's gonna come and like it's just like that typical thing where like the person like running the funeral like is getting all the names wrong and like they don't know you they're just like going through the motions but like Amy and Otis I think had mostly Amy I think but had like called all these people to come to the funeral so that's where we see a lot of people that like that's where like Eric and uh uh, Adam like see each other for the first time in forever and get like the teachers that like we had like people and the guy from the you know yeah the trailer where park. she grew up like mm-hmm. trailer park so it's really I mean and then like there's this YouTube song that's playing at the beginning it cuts out because like the system sucks or whatever and so lots of things happen in that but then like the the teacher guy that's on the British version of ghosts or whatever if you watch that but anyways uh he goes up and plays and it's really nice and yeah it's a nice get emotional yeah you know um but yeah then she's all like well I'm not gonna go back to America because you know obviously he gave her bad feedback and she's letting that define her um but then we have a great scene oh it's so funny though because so Maeve and Otis break into the old school, right? Mm-hmm. And which was kind of nice. You're like, oh, we can see the old school. <laughs> um, they break in. It goes disastrously. They end up getting like, I don't think arrested, but no, like, security like security picks them up. And they call Otis's mom. And this is the first time I know. in four seasons that these two characters have had any sort of interaction. I couldn't believe that. I was like, is it for real? <laughs> yeah. So like, she finally meets Maeve. Not the best moment. Nope. <laughs> Um, so eventually, like, she invites Maeve and Otis over to have, like, dinner. She's like, oh, I want to meet her properly, and whatever, and Otis ends up getting stuck in the lift, so he, like, doesn't get there at the same time, so, but, like, her and Maeve have really nice, goes badly at first, but then I think she provides, like, she, she does the thing she does best, Jean. Yes. She's, like. Gentle therapizing, as, as Amy would say. Exactly. Disguised as parenting, yeah, you know? It's like. <laughs> pretty much. 
basically just says like you know i think when people haven't had that like parental figure to like give them encouragement ever like it's hard for you to fight back against other people when maybe they like aren't giving you yeah encouragement. it's like you it's get like, one critique and it's just yeah soul crushing yeah and it's like you can't just let one person decide yeah like that your dream is over yeah, or whatever. Right. You know how many you know, books I've read this like, year? A zillion. You know how many of them were independently published? Like 95%. Okay. Yeah. Anyone, like, yeah. you know, you can write a book. <laughs> yeah. So I feel like she kind of, they kind of have a very nice moment. Mm-hmm. So it's it's been four seasons, but it was a nice, you know, talk it through. And they they bond. And I think it's just, she decides to go back to America. Which is the correct of choice. Course. Yeah. <laughs> yes, of course. Um, but then, I mean, maybe we should talk. Because I feel like the ending is a lot with both of them. So maybe we should talk about Otis first. Sure. And we can talk about the ending. Um, so, I mean, I don't know if there's too much to talk about with Otis. The whole storyline of his season is that he is going to start his camp, his, you know, sex clinic, but do it for free. And so, of course, there's a student-led campus, so he's like, I want to start a group. How do I do that? They're like, just pick a room and whatever, advertise it. But then he finds out that there's actually another sex therapist on campus already. Yeah. Here's, and her name is O. Here's my thing with this. One, it's like they keep calling themselves therapists, and, like, O is, like, brought on as this expert and stuff. I'm like, you are children. Like, you're literally, yeah. like, not licensed or anything. It's different if you're, like, a, I don't know, like, a, just doing peer chats or whatever, but I'm just like, neither of you have any sort of like license or whatever um but also like you're trying to supposed to be studying for your a levels like how are you spending all day long doing these like clinics with kids like it's just so unrealistic like so much of it is just unrealistic and ridiculous and i do feel like that was like the first half of the season his storyline is so focused on that where i'm glad it kind of finally pivoted away from that and by the end of the season i was like i'm glad they just kind of let that drop because it just is like I feel like that's how the show started, and that was kind of its, like, unique hook or whatever. But mm-hmm. it's definitely gotten away from being this show that's, like, all about, like, horny teens, like, and their yeah. sex problems, which I appreciate that they did that, like, kind of mm-hmm. transition and pivot, and it's just a more, like, well-rounded show about all kinds of topics. Yeah, yeah, for sure. That was kind of just like the entry point, exactly. you know. But then you know you gotta have something to make it. So you have to have something the... to make it different. You know, there's so many teen shows out there. You have to have some sort of hook. But I think like those topics can easily go out into like you know gender identity mm-hmm. and like there's like so many things. Yeah. It's all like interconnected. So I feel like that was kind of just a starting point. Yeah. Um, but anyways, there's another therapist. Oh, um, that already is on campus. So there's like this competition. And the whole storyline is like, there's so many embarrassing things with Otis that he does um, <laughs> constantly. At That's first. like I don't My get, I don't get secondhand embarrassment very much, except oh, when God. watching the show, and with Otis. And there's True. times where I literally I'm just like skip, skip, skip. I can't. <laughs> <laughs> well, I like the part he makes these pamphlets or whatever. Oh my god! And then they're so he's trying to hand them out, and Eric, not to like get into Eric, but Eric's like, because like he's like no. 
let me grab those. We can't be seen as tree killers. Like, well, because I was trying to explain this like new setting of the school to Jack, and I was like, oh, well, there's a scene where one character is new, so he's like trying to hand out flyers, and someone's like, oh, this is like a paperless camp it like a paperless school and so i was like so then his friend like takes the papers and throws them in the trash i was like but then a like random background <laughs> character comes up and is like um don't forget to recycle like and takes them out of the and trash I was like oh my god i'm so yeah. sorry <laughs> it just was so, so funny yeah he's like we can't be seen as tree killers otis <laughs> yeah so good um but anyways but so honestly all these also how making everyone take notes on a tablet is like also not very inclusive just saying true that's a really good point really good point um so yeah any they have all this competition embarrassing things happen and then otis gets kind of like an in and then people start coming to him so then oh like doesn't like that and then they're like let's just have a like a a vote on who the student counselor should be or whatever so then basically the whole season is that and one character we haven't touched upon really is ruby um who becomes his campaign manager and if you remember ruby and otis had a thing in a previous season and she basically said i love you and he didn't say it back and then it just ended badly yeah um i think ruby is struggling because she's always been like the popular girl mean girl and her posse has gone to another school and like this school's all about positivity and like whatever and she tries to like getting with the popular kids it's not working but then she recognizes oh and we don't really know why like initially but we can tell like she's like hmm i'm suspicious <laughs> but then we find out that they like knew each other at some camp or something i was unclear where they were but basically ruby had an issue wetting the bed when she was younger and she does this one night at camp and like oh wasn't known as oh at the time but whatever oh is season she's like oh i won't tell anybody and thinks they're gonna be friends and then like basically outs her like later to like the campers because of her own own things that were going on but so <clears throat> ruby's really wants otis to like beat her in this this uh vote race to crush her and so there's a little storyline there and then like otis of course acts like an asshole <laughs> as he always does yep because like she wants to be friends and then i don't know but in the end, I think Ruby kind of, like, finds her groove. And she's like, I guess this nice school is making me, like, nicer in a way. <laughs> but I do love the scene when they're searching for Cal. And they go to, like, the mall or something. Mm-hmm. And they have to go to the security footage. And, like, the person who works there, she's like, oh, my God, Ruby, whatever. Like, and then all the like, people from the new school are like, what's what? happening? And it's like, she's kind of a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> so... But anyways, so the whole, and of course, like, Otis is just, like, a bad friend. Like, Eric is talking to him all the time. And, like, he just is obsessed with, like, Maeve or the election or, like, whatever else. So, bad friend. And then, um, I guess, like, at the end of Maeve and Otis's storyline, let's wrap that up. Yep. So, basically, she says she's going back to America. And she's like, we could keep doing it long distance. And she kind of implies, like, she might not come back. She doesn't know depending on whatever and i was like i just don't want to hold you back and like i just think it's not gonna work so we should probably just end it here and but they both say they they say i love you and like we get one scene of them getting together finally after like four seasons (laughs) and then she leaves and they kind of like 
And I think that's, you know, it's healthy. They're like, let's not yeah. chat for a while, you know? And Yeah, I think that was the right um, ending for their characters. For sure. It was kind of like, but at the end, though, I was like, oh, that's the end? Because, like, <laughs> basically, like, the end end scene is he comes back after the, the fundraiser and everything he comes back. And, you know, he's still depressed because he hasn't heard anything from her, even though they both agreed they weren't going to, like, <laughs> and they both are, like, checking texts because, you know, that's how it goes. And she had wrote him a note basically being like, mm. you know, thanks for everything. Like, you know, always have a place for you or whatever, you know, just like nice things. And that's like kind of where it ends. And like, that's it for them. And you're like, what's going to happen? Like, you know, it's like they, they're both going their separate ways, but they're yeah. both changed which for is, the better. Which is fine because I was not invested in their relationship at all by no, the end. But I mean. It was like four seasons was too much. <laughs> Yeah. I was more invested but, in Amy and Isaac, and they just got together this true, season. <laughs> true. Um, so it was a little sad, though. I was like, oh, it's the end. Even when the music started playing at the end, I was like, no, it's the end. Because you just have, like, Otis, like, looking out a window, yeah. and you're like, that's the end. And I'm like, oh, okay. But let's talk about Eric, who is obviously the best character. Yeah, He's been shining, the best character our from shining star, episode one. Yeah, our shining star in the middle of Wales. Shining star. Yeah giant star um so yeah i mean i feel like eric is kind of thriving this season a little bit because he's so we open up like him and otis in typical fashion are like biking to school together he's like talking about he's been on the apps he wants there's like a queer night he's excited he's like oh just be my wingman he's like all right cool and he's worried he's like what if people think we're like losers again or at this, <laughs> yeah, new, this school. new school he's like no we're then cool. they show up and like there's tons of queer people and like yeah. you know I forget like, it was like they roll they're cycling in and they're just like whoa this school's like I forget all the things they list but they're like the school it's like so much happening and like everything's crazy and they're like and it's so gay like <laughs> yeah yeah there's like people making out and holding hands and blah 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 and you like know. it's so big and so lively like yeah it clearly becomes um, clear that he's not going to be like the only gay yeah. person at school. Um, and there's lots of people he can connect with and, like, relate to. And he kind of gets in with the popular kids um, very quickly. And so there's some tension between him and Otis because I think fairly Eric is like, well, like, you're my best friend, but there's things that I can talk to them about that I can't really talk to you about because, like, you just don't get it. Yeah. And also um, you've been, like, ditching me for Maeve yeah, constantly and also for the that. last, like, two years. And that. Um so there's some tensions, like, yeah, obviously Otis, it does the Otis thing, but Otis has been doing this for every season, so I'm not sure why, like, Eric's surprised. Like, Otis gets in his own world and, like, is kind of a bad friend, let's be honest. Um, he does try to go to the queer night, though. Yeah. Otis tries to go. Um, I like his outfit. <laughs> it puts on, like, eyeliner. It reminded like, no, no. me of, like, the puffy shirt from Seinfeld. Seinfeld? Yeah. <laughs> Honestly, the, honestly, his, purple, his aunt yeah, was correct. Puffy. The eyeliner helped. <laughs> oh, yeah. You need the eyeliner for sure. Um, but I do love when he calls Eric and he's like, okay, I got to like do this thing. Eric's like, I need you to get here. I'm having a fashion emergency. <laughs> he did like five hours to get ready for this <laughs> night. And was just like, can I come over like a little bit? He's like, no. <laughs> um. But then there's, like, awkward moment where, so Eric ends up going over to, I think Abby is the name of that character, house, like, get ready with everybody, and I think 
they're just talking about how sometimes it's hard to be friends with straight people and whatever. And then so, like, Otis is like, okay, should I come over? And it's, like, kind of awkward because I think Eric's, like, wants him to come but also doesn't want him to come. Yeah. You know? It's, like, it's how do like, you – it's, like, balancing, like, old friendships with, like, new potential friendships and – yeah. Exactly. Um, so, and ultimately, like, Otis – kind of like gets the vibe that he doesn't really want him to come so he's like oh it's fine like i'll just won't come or whatever so then they have the like when they're at the queer night or whatever and they like take i don't know whatever they take <laughs> I assume, and then, yeah yeah i mean i can assume what it is but anyways <laughs> then like he sees this guy from his church and they hook up or whatever but i like when him and roman roman i think yeah. are talking about they're hugging they're like and, both high yeah they're hugging and roman's like why is that guy over there staring at us are, we, like, naked? are we naked <laughs> <laughs> and then he comes over and the guy's like i'm not naked <laughs> it's like okay i can see that thank you yeah that was so fun. i think Mer- eric's two big storylines this season well obviously like his new friendship versus old friendships mm-hmm. but also like there's a whole storyline where his mom and his church really want him to get baptized and he's conflicted about it because he feels like it's the only place really in his life that he hasn't been able to just like be his true self and come out and he's like well I just feel like a hypocrite about it because like I want to be baptized because like the church is my community and my family but also like I don't feel comfortable doing it when it's like not accepting of who I actually am yeah it's like the so, the pastor like will say things to him being like no it's you know your relationship with god is like you and god and all this stuff but then at like the next turn then the actual like church community is like being like oh no we can't like accept the fundraiser money because yeah. we don't agree with like you know your queer school like it's like so you would rather close down a soup kitchen yeah than accept money from a school that like accepts you know queer people okay cool great crazy so we have this and i feel like eric like the entire season is having these kind of like visions Mm -hmm. of someone trying to lead him in different directions i like the part where they because it's like foreshadowing something that's going to happen where they're trying to say the word effervescent yeah (laughs) and he's like i think you mean effort like he says it wrong The, the vision says it wrong but then like Adam says it later. He's like, did you mean Everescent? Adam's like, yes. Yes, I did. <laughs> um, so, but Otis and Eric have this big blow-up fight, basically, like, or I guess, I don't really remember how it comes up, but I think Otis is pissed off about the queer night, and then Eric's pissed off about probably just, like, Otis ditching him for May, yeah. like, once again. And so they get in this fight in... Eric's like, you are my best friend, but I feel like you, we don't talk about certain things like, like race or money or things like that, you know? And then I think it leads up to like Maeve's funeral, or not Maeve's funeral, Maeve's mom's funeral. <laughs> yeah, Maeve's funeral, she died, everyone. <laughs> Surprise. Yeah. Spoiler. Twist. I like the part where they go to find Maeve's brother and they open, they knock on the door. And it's and Joffrey like, Brown. <laughs> They're like, is is uh is Dodgy Mo here? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and I was just like, I don't think it's his name. It's like his street name. And then they have to like carry this whole like mom. And now we know what like, happened. Now we know what really thing. happened to Joffrey Baratheon, okay? He didn't really die. He just moved to Wales and grew out his hair. 
yeah. Um, but anyways, they like break that thing, the flower thing. <laughs> like goes flying. Oh my god! Fix yeah. it. But um, so after the funeral, Otis kind of tries to be like, "Oh, I'm sorry. Like, let's just can we just like move past this?" And Eric's like, "No, I don't really think we can." And Eric's like, "I think I don't want to just like ignore it." Yeah. Um. So they like decide to like take some time apart. Which is so sad because I'm like, oh my god, we're in like episode six or seven at this I'm point. Saying. And I'm like, what? No. <laughs> um, but anyways, we have this great scene where they really give Eric like the best, most emotional scenes, I feel like. Totally, totally. Because they have the scene in the baptism. So he he comes, he decides he's going to do the baptism. He feels like the signs are telling him to do the baptism. So he's like, I'm going to do it. But then that's when the the pastor tells him like, we can't accept the money for the fundraiser that you guys are planning and um so as he goes up to do the baptism he basically like gets up there and he's like i need to say something before this happens and he basically comes out and says this is who i am like if you still accept me as who i am like i will get baptized if you don't i i can't do this and basically like the only person that stands up is his mom yep and then he's like i guess i have my answer and i was like oh my god such a great scene such great acting it was really good um, but then we have, he kind of continues to get more signs and he finds, that's when he finds Cal and stuff. But I think he basically, I think his ending storyline is he feels like he needs to use his voice to try to like educate and teach people that they're not alone and that like God is watching out for like everyone, you know, mm-hmm. I think he wants to be a pastor. Yeah. Um, and then thankfully him and Otis make up. They do. It was good. They do make up. Otis apologizes, which I think is yep important for what his he character growth because do. he yes. doesn't do that often. No. And then he comes in and Otis and they all are getting ready and yeah. it's cute and it they're cute. like you know he's in these like hideous clothes and he's like I don't and they're like no take it off they're like yeah that you could do better that's always the thing where it's like. <laughs> You could do better. better. That's the nice way of saying, like, it looks terrible. You could do better. Looks bad. (laughs) Um, There were some interesting fashions in this season, for sure. Oh, yeah, well. um, I liked that. So they go to the fundraiser, and then... Yeah, yeah, for sure. Go to the fundraiser, and then Otis tells... Or, sorry, Eric tells Otis that, I want to be a pastor. He's like, I think you'd be amazing at that. And, like, so I feel like they're, you know... I'm sure they had to work on things still, but then he's like, you want to come over and play, like, Smash Bros? And I feel like they're dancing, and, like, it's just, like, I like that at the end they kind of, like, get back to the core of just, like, their cute male friendship, you know what I mean? And, like, it felt like a nice just kind of, like, look back to season one on, like... For sure. They're just, like, they're having fun being friends, like, playing Smash Bros and Well, that's always the thing, right? These teen shows, it's always one of the key plot things is always like the relation like the you know romantic relationships and stuff but it's like you gotta also have your keep your friendships going yeah of course so um but yeah i mean eric just so many great lines so many great fashions always had like the eyeline the eyeshadow game on point um anything else for i'm trying to think anything else for eric that i that we missed that we need to touch upon no i think He's just the best character. He's just my favorite. He is having struggling with the no gossip, though, because he, he <laughs> loves to gossip. 
Yeah, him and Aisha, every, like, every chance. They're like, shut up. Just <laughs> don't tell anyone we're gossiping. Shh. See, he needs to learn sign language, so then he and Aisha can just gossip because nobody else had learned sign language, clearly. <laughs> um, but yeah, Eric. But, so, I mean, that's the end of the show, and it's sad. But you know what I was thinking? I really want them to do, like, you know, sometimes they'll do movies or whatever. I would love if they did, like, a five-year or, like, ten-year high school reunion yeah. or whatever, and we could get back everybody Back, back somehow. at Cavendish, yeah. That would be fun. Or just combine, somehow get all the characters back that we lost in, like, The Purge or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> and then we could kind of, like, play catch-up, and then we could see Eric again, which is kind of what I care about. But I feel like you could... It might be fun to have, like, a little movie or something yeah. where they're, like, come back. That'd be cute catch up on everybody um but yeah that's it i'm sad i'm sad i feel like this is like i always forget like how good the show is until i'm watching it and then i'm just like oh my I gosh know. like it really is so good i mean i spent half the time perplexed on like i'm like where in the uk are they actually supposed to be and then that's why i like i think you think about this every every time, time we watch because it's show. just like i'm like you have questions about the house you have questions about where they are <laughs> i'm like where is this place where I'm like, it's so small that they're like, like everybody knows everybody. I was like, but it's big enough to have a labor club that's having this like huge, like queer night party. Like what? <laughs> I was like, is it a tiny village or not? Like what's happening? <laughs> what is, where what, are we? What is this mystical place? But I did look up and I was like, and also they have this like huge cliffs and a river and like a million bridges and like every time they're cycling to school they're like through the countryside i'm like where are they <laughs> <laughs> like tell me where they are no where are they um but i looked it up and it's like actually the house that's like otis's house is like you can rent it um and it's in oh. a place called the y valley which is in wales and so oh, like a okay. lot of the scenes are filmed in that same area and around like the forest of dean and the Y Valley in Wales, and it's, there is, like, a river there. So I'm like, oh, okay, I guess it's just very... Wales is, like, more cliffy than other areas, ah, so it makes gotcha. sense. There's a big river, so... I was like, I'm okay, I'll allow it. Over. <laughs> I'm really sad to, like, all these characters. I really wish this show had been around when, like, I was a teen, because I feel like it's actually, like, very, like, you know... It's, I feel like I was a teen. I feel like it's very informative. Yeah, like, it's entertaining and educational. It's energy exactly. Should be on PBS. It's entertaining and educational. <laughs> no, all we had um, was like Degrassi, which is like <laughs> I feel like that was not it was entertaining. I don't think it was very educational. No. no. <laughs> um, but I'm sad to see it go. But I guess it's time. Yeah, it's a good a good uh. way to wrap it up. Yeah, I think it was a good wrap-up. Um, I have, you know, obviously I talked about a few issues with some of the characters and how they ended, but overall, I think it was a good ending. I'm glad they got... I'm glad they were able to end it and know it was the ending, You're right? I hate yeah. when they are like, you're done now. Yeah, and like, wait, totally. what? Because <laughs> I would have been pissed if the show that's been so good didn't get, like, a proper, proper end, end or send-off for the characters. Um, we've run really long, so we should probably end it here, but do we know what we want to talk about next time? Have we decided? No, I don't know if we have. I feel like we're, we might be getting into a drought again. I mean, the strikes continuing on, you know? True. That's true. I wonder what that means for our, you know, Christmas movies this year. Oh, they already have. Well, they probably have filmed those, like, forever ago. They already filmed them, like, 
last year, hopefully. And I'm sure they filmed them, like, in the summer or, you know, like, whatever. Like, yeah. I'm sure we'll find. We'll, we'll get a few, I have no doubt. Well, so TBD on next time. We'll have to see what's out there in the ether. Yep. Maybe my favorite murder will be done by, not my favorite murder, sorry. Only murders uh, in the building. Only murders in the building. True. We'll be done by then. I'm, we gotta catch up. We're, we're a couple episodes behind. Um, did you have a TikTok or a reel of the week that you wish to share? I don't think I had one this week. You watched the one I sent you on Taco Bell? Mm, I don't think so. What was it? I'll explain it. So basically <laughs> there's a couple, and I feel like I've sent videos of this, this couple before, but two guys, and it's American and, a, you know, English person. Yep. And they live in America now, and he's, like, taking them all to the American restaurants or whatever. Brilliant. So he takes them to Taco Bell. He's like, sure. how have you not been to Taco Bell? And he's like, there's not Taco Bells. And they showed a map. They're like, there definitely is Taco, yeah, there, Taco it, Bells. There is, but they're not the same. Like, you know, it's mm. different. So, Well, so anyways, there's a funny part at the end. I mean, that you talk about. He's like, it's amazing. But there's a funny part at the end because he had gotten, like, a Baja Blast or something. And <laughs> so at the end, the American husband's like, do you want to get more Baja Blast before we leave? And the British husband is like, Am I allowed? And my husband was like, of course you're allowed. Yeah. Like, And I thought of Jack because yep. I don't know if we've talked about it on the podcast, but I think that was Jack's biggest uh, revelation about yeah, America is that first time. we have free refills. Yeah, the very first time he came to the U.S., I think it might have been like at Anita's, which is our like hometown, like, you know, Mexican joint. Um and we went and it was like, you know, he got like a Pepsi or something. And he's, he still talks about it. He's like, I had literally taken, he's like, I hadn't even had like half of it. And they brought me another one. It's <laughs> like, yeah, they're trying to get those so tips. Exciting. I was like, those, <laughs> I know. Trying to earn those tips. But it's like, yeah, getting, he always forgets that he can get like free refills. When we went to the Wendy's that like opened up half an hour away, they had a soda machine that you could do your own soda. Cause even like the, some of the most of the fast food places around here don't like they fill it up for you and give it to you um yeah you know which there's some in the u.s that are like that but you can still ask for refills but yeah i was like well do you want more i was like we can go he's like you're right we can get our own refills i forgot (laughs) oh my gosh (sighs) we love our soda what can we say i know i mean Um, well i live in a country where like a pint of beer is cheaper than a pint of soda so like yeah i just forget Okay, I'm looking at the TikToks you sent me. I mean, obviously, I love that there's one of Mr. Feeney just cruising. Yeah. Zipping. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so good. Well, I think I sent you one well, um, not on TikTok, but just this afternoon. So you probably haven't watched it yet. But it's like a British guy, and he's in the U.S., and he sees, like, a lineup of school bu- empty school buses. Oh, yeah, I did asks... see it, and I have seen that one before. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> yeah, the, the driver. things you guys get excited about. But I love that the driver is like, well, how do kids get to school if they can't take the bus? And he's like, oh, no, they, they just take the regular bus. Take I was like, well, not always. Bus. Like, I live in a small village, and so there are schools where, like, I live next to a school, so a lot of the kids walk, um, or their parents, like, drive and drop them off. But, like, there are kids that get picked up and like driven to school on a bus but it's like a coach like it's Hmm. you know like we would have taken on like a sports trip or something you know with proper seats and like a big elevated one where you have like luggage underneath like it's just a humongous bus like that yeah well you know buses and free refills that's what we got going for us and corn (laughs) corn um anyways i guess that's it uh we ran along today but 
you know, Worth we had it. a lot to talk about. So thanks for listening, everyone. Until next time. Bye. Bye. If you enjoyed this episode, please rate, review, and subscribe on your favorite podcast listening platform. You can also follow us on Instagram at myfavoritesisterpod or shoot us an email at myfavoritesisterpod at gmail.com. Bye. Bye.